Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Triple Takeover Toycast, a fortnightly podcast that is usually dedicated to the Transformers, but tonight converts from a podcast in disguise to a heavily armoured program with tank treads, pop-out guns and probably helicopter blades. Before we reveal our spring-loaded rocket launchers, we need to select the Triple Takeover agents best suited to this mission. Working overtime, fighting father time, it's Maz. Writing, photography, and Golden Diaclone Bowl Specialist. Podcast codename TF Square One. Causing miles of mayhem is Sixo. Writing, photography, YouTube, and leggings creating specialist. Podcast codename Inner Beast. And I'm Toybox Soapbox, or as the nice lady who cuts my hair calls me, Liam. If you hadn't guessed, then this episode is dedicated to Kenner's incredible toy line from 1985, which not only taught kids that illusion is the ultimate weapon, but that your auntie's Austin Mini Metro could potentially turn into a submarine. <laughs> it is, of course, Mask. What's happening in Groove Town, guys? Fantastic. I just wish Sixo could get the significance of how good his intro was. <laughs> I enjoyed it, honestly. Thank you. I imagine all the references sailed straight over your head. All right. So yeah, it's worth acknowledging, and uh, the, the the guys obviously on the podcast know this, but for the benefit of the audience, I'm not super familiar with Mask. Whether that's the toys. And certainly not the cartoon, it's fair to say. So yes, yeah, some of the references did go a little bit over my head, but still, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? Was was the one that you picked up on, was that it was just called Mask? Was it that bit? Oh yeah, I was in at that <laughs> point. I was like, okay, I feel like I'm onto, onto it now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so how have you guys been? Knackered. Absolutely knackered. That's babies for you, mate. Yeah. Just shattered feeling every every day of my age at the moment. And it's freezing, and it's snowing. It's not always the case in Iceland. Well, it's just worse this time of year. When you get into the January tunnel, it, it only really ends around late March, mid-April. At that point, you've suddenly got some daylight. Yeah, so I'm all right. <laughs> Looking forward to this tonight, though. Looking forward to a slight change of pace to our usual stuff. And we've been promising this episode since the beginning. It's been a recurring joke in every intro I've ever done is, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. we'll, we will get there eventually. And it's actually happened. First this, then car robots. Who knows? Us actually keeping <laughs> promises. See, this for me is the point when I have to admit that I'm very, what's the word? Well, I have a distinct lack of knowledge on any toys that aren't Transformers. Could honestly never really sit and talk too long beyond just the, the usual dose of nostalgia about many toy lines. Transformers is the only one I really know any kind of significant detail about. Uh, so, but I'm I'm really into it, and you know I've got fond memories of Mask, and certainly up for nostalgically uh, reminiscing about a few of the toys. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about the series beyond the four or five toys I have, and you know I got them because I, I remember kids having them when I used to go around their houses and thinking, oh, that's a really good looking toy. What would it be actually mm. like to own it? I got the chance to get about four of them, super super cheap. And then I've got one myself just to finish off the ones I really liked. And I tried to rewatch the cartoon a little while ago and I only got to episode three. You know, I think Liam probably knows more than both of us, but I wanted to do this episode as a Transformers fans looking at masks. So like you said, let's dispel it really early on. This isn't the ultimate guide to mask. It is just like most of our episodes, just anecdotes and how we feel about mask toys and just us talking about what we see and what we've experienced. But yeah, let's... uh, Let's not give them the wrong impression that we are, you know, doing mask today. <laughs> this is definitely not the definitive mask podcast of all time. Although there are so few, it could well end up being by accident. I, I presume there must be like a, still is though, like a mask fandom though. Because yeah, I know there's, sure, there's, a, yeah, definitely there's is, websites yeah. and stuff, isn't there? You did, you pointed us to one, Liam, I know. That Mask Force website is really good. wicked. Yeah, it's a really good website. terrific website. Great layout. I love that 360 spin. And then you can sort of, enlarge it and still 360 all the toys 
super website. It has so it. much information. It's all neatly laid out as well. Yeah. Like, there used to be one before called it was um, albertpinello.com. And that was the, the guy to go to and knew everything about Mask. But his site's died. I was trying to look for it last night and I noticed it doesn't exist anymore, which is a shame because there's a lot of information on there that isn't anywhere else. And it was kind of sad. Yeah, I was super impressed with maskforce.com. Just the level of dedication that you mm. know whoever's built it has taken with it just because... Uh, as you said, Maz, just all of the toys being photographed in such detail, 360 degrees as well. It's quite incredible. All of the packaging, uh, really given mm. the time of day, you know, even with different price tags and things on it. I, I was just, uh, it's a, it's an incredible resource. And actually, as someone who, as I said, I really don't have any, you know, knowledge of mask beyond the toys that I knew as a kid and, and definitely do admire a lot of the designs and think they look super cool i had you know a great bit of time today just kind of digging through that website mm, and, yeah and same there were a couple of toys that i swear if you if i'd have seen a, a picture of them just a standard picture i wouldn't have remembered having them uh but there was was one at least raven that i suddenly it oh, was yeah. the it was the 360 degree picture of raven spinning around and the way that the doors fold out and in particular the way that the bonnet flips and the oh, tires yeah. come around and the little bits on the tires flip up that picture on that site instantly i was like oh i had that toy as a kid and i just completely what Brilliant. yeah what you think it was a uh, store-bought for you or like maybe you got it secondhand or from, from someone like maybe that. secondhand i mean i had you know a few secondhand toys as a kid so it's perfectly possible that it was secondhand i don't remember some of the stickers necessarily on it but i do i remember the process like i can you know almost now it's so weird just based on this one picture but i can remember flipping the bonnet over and i distinctly remember the action of like putting my nail under the little flaps on the oh, wheels yeah. to kind of um, peel them up or whatever so it, it's just a, a really different experience to me because i guess i'm so used to like with transformers i mean i was you know i think i, I concluded the other day there are only one maybe two molds in transformers we said didn't there, that i'd never experienced in generation one so for me to suddenly look at mask as a wholly new thing dead exciting you know you you're just saying how good a resource that website is and you obviously think to yourself well i wish there was a transformers page of that level of resource but then you think okay mask has like five series of toys but it's such a manageable amount of toys that it kind yeah. of i reckon just going through that website today it was digestible and I could look at all the toys. You know, I know there are variants and, you know, foreign variants, like Mexican variants, they also have just like Transformers. You just couldn't do that with a Transformers page, could you? No, no. But it's one of the interesting things I always find is because I obviously follow Mass more than you guys. And it's the lack of, it's how used you get to having the TF wiki, you know, being able to go mm, yeah. to it. And Mass doesn't really have an equivalent. Like the wikis that you have for it are very short, very brief. And it's not that level of detail. And so while sometimes I do complain about TF wiki policing my imagination a bit, like in this case you like you realize how useful it is and stuff basic information for transformers is almost impossible to find on mass but before we get too into mass we've got some sponsors to talk about don't we we do indeed yeah we got uh, our two sponsors which is pretty exciting so first we we've got tfsource.com uh, who you can check out for all your transformers and third party needs no mask on there sadly but uh, i don't think so anyway <laughs> no i checked uh, toy source as well they do have some vintage gi joe and transformers but i didn't see mask yeah i was gonna say suddenly it occurred to me that they might do on uh, on the other site but uh, yeah so tfsource.com for all your transformers and third party needs we'll take a look at their site in their sponsor segment a little bit later and then we've got gearforgeeks.co.uk as well our new second sponsor who a uk-based site uh, but they do transformers but they do 
lots of other stuff as well. They've got a whole ton of secondhand toys, but they also do stuff like clothing and apparel and other bits and bobs as well. Very, very exciting. So check them out, gearforgeeks.co.uk. Now, they do have a secondhand mask section. I did wonder. I did wonder. I figured maybe they would, but I didn't want to say that and assume. So maybe we'll take a look at that in the sponsor segment later. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. And we have, what do we have? Six oh, we have four something. Four, four, four lovely stages. I can't even remember. Four stunning sections. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Along those lines. And uh, everything from supporting us from one pound a month as an apologetic ramp to getting episodes early and being able to vote on polls and submit questions uh, in our second and third tiers and then getting the chance to commission and listen to exclusive minisodes as a 6 O's butler. So check us out on Patreon as well. We'll do a big shout out to our patrons at the end of the episode. And finally, we've got our Redbubble, which you can check out at redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. Uh, very long and winded, but uh, when you get there, well worth it. Tons of merch, t-shirts, leggings, as Liam has already pointed out, mugs. Stationery. Stationery, yeah. Well done, Liam. Yeah, excellent. Loads of stuff on there. Go and check it out. Now watch what Mask does. We were all kids in the 80s, and as much as we were into Transformers, Mask was around at the same time. Do you remember much about Mask? I mean, it's a line of converting vehicles that turn from one vehicle to another, basically, aren't they? So it's very G.I. Joe meets Transformers. That's probably a good way to describe it, actually, isn't it? I was just thinking it's kind of got the human element of G.I. Joe, but the, the transforming car element of Transformers, just not with robot modes. It's kind of like, I don't know, if the Omnibots didn't have robot modes... And but they had little GI Joe drivers, isn't it? It's probably sort of getting there. Yeah, yeah. It's attack modes, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very aware of Mask as a kid. I lusted after Rhino always, not just as a kid, but then also as a toy collector uh, because it was just such a beautiful big truck. And I think I loved the vehicles of Mask. They were, you know, really recognizable for the most part. Uh, Corvettes, Lamborghinis, yeah, you know, uh, Thunderhawk as well. The rhino, of course. So I, I always lusted after them. And I remember going to friends' houses and them having mask toys and me playing with them and thinking that they were cool at the time. But I also don't think as an adult collector, I ever um, considered collecting mask when I, when I got into toy collecting in 1998. didn't think anything could be as cool as Transformers. I never understood why these big, bulky, sometimes kind of hollow vehicles would be fun as an adult. I came to realize how wrong I was about that. But yeah, the mask cartoon as well and the mask theme tune, they were jammed in my head from a young age, from the first time I saw it. So it was always in my consciousness. I mean, it won't surprise anyone to hear that I had most of the toys as a child, thanks to my very generous grandparents. I absolutely love mask. And as a kid, I think I was more into mask than I was Transformers. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, even if I go to my mom's house now, there's still one of those, you know, those like child hold you used to get. It's like a blue bag with red handles and it's, a mask one that's still got like bits of old toys and stuff in it so there's a, a lot of stuff like that. but i was really into mask as a kid i loved it so much like like you say the cartoon just hooked me straight away but it was the vehicles and just they're such big toys as well especially when you're little you just mentioned a hold all do you know um my wife asked me what episode we were doing today and i said oh we're doing something called mask i've got some big toys at the back of my display i don't know if you remember them there's only a handful and she goes what the toy line where you've got that little child's rucksack Okay. <laughs> yes i do have a mask rucksack with switchblade and rhino on it and i think yeah. it's a vintage one as well some bizarre thing happened in the uk a few years ago where these turned up at retail in some discount store and uh someone kindly grabbed one for me in the uk and 
and Graham gave it to me at TF Nation. But yeah, I have a vintage mask backpack. Yeah, see, I remember that. And that's the same image that's on my holdall, really mm. old one. And um, I can't imagine I ever took it to school, but I had a lunchbox, stationery. But mask was everywhere like that, isn't it? I mean, it's often thought of as a flop, but it was actually really successful out the gate for the first two series of toys. So can I just ask an important question here? What is a holdall? It's like a, a bag with handles, isn't it? <laughs> oh, right, okay. I just call it a bag, mate. I'm not... You call it a duffel I mean? bag. As opposed to all those bags without handles. <laughs> well, yeah, this, uh, bags have handles, don't they? That's just... Is it like, got like a specific name? Anything else is just a sack. <laughs> <laughs> bin bin liner. You know, yeah. <laughs> just carrying bin liners while you're school here. <laughs> Pillow covers. Yeah. All right, a, ho- a holdall. Yeah. A holdall. I don't know what else to call it. It's like a... A bag. Oh, so hang on, mate. You just basically you basically just got a carrier bag <laughs> with a mask picture on it. I've drawn mask on it. <laughs> <laughs> One of a kind, limited edition. Illusion yes. is truly the ultimate weapon in my mind. <laughs> also, I mean, I know we know, but we should, for the purpose of being useful, yeah. what does mask stand for? Because it is M dot A dot S dot K dot. So you know, what does it stand for? It's Mobile Armored Strike Command. You command with a K. Like As you do. combat with a K. Yeah. Do you know what Venom stands for? Which is yeah, the villains. I do. Oh, no. It's villainous evil numpties on Mondays. <laughs> that's that's exactly it. Wow. That's, that's I actually don't fun. know what it stands for. It's vicious evil network of mayhem. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's, it's an actual acronym. You know, it's that time, is it, where they use shoehorn everything into an acronym? Well, it's very of its time, certainly, yeah. That's one thing I do uh, that stands out for me on this toy line is that the names are brilliant. The names of the toys are fantastic, like really. Not so much the pilots. We'll come to that, I'm sure. But oh, the man. names of the toys I, are I was, superb. I was cackling to myself. Yeah, we will come on to it. But I was chuckling away, going through this website, looking at the names of some of the, the actual little little blokes and the little uh, you know little figures and that. I was just killing myself. Yeah, yeah. There's one in particular which I have to bring up later, which has won the prize for the worst. I think I know which one that's going to be, but there was another one where you made up a name. In the yeah. Show. You said, that's obviously not one. And I went, well, actually, because it actually is. <laughs> I think I must have known somehow <laughs> that it was kind of close, but I'm, we must remember yeah. to come back to that. But so when you were at school and stuff, did other kids had masks, didn't they? Because yeah. I remember everybody had masks. As much as Transformers, masks yeah, was sure. everywhere. That was, I, I just, you know, Condor. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think just like Maz was sort of saying, I have great memories of going around to friends' houses as a kid and playing with their mask toys, even though I didn't have, you know, that many. Although I probably have more than I thought. Just looking through this website already, I'm like, oh, well, no, I think I had that one. Yeah, more than me. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I sort of convinced myself that I hardly had any, like maybe just one or two, but I just spotted another one now. and I'm like, I think I had that one. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Transformers are sort of sort of supplanted your memories of masks yeah. for a lot of people as well because like i think it's we true. remember transformers as being because it's so popular now we've we know so much about it you almost remember it being way more massive than it even was like even yeah. in your own life like i love transformers but there were so many other toy lines at the same time that's the thing Trans- i think because transformers was so ubiquitous there's that word again but yeah. but also because it was so domineering in our lives I think that that's it. you you sort of forget about the other stuff that actually you did have if, if, if you only had one or two toys of a particular line it sort of fades a bit into the background doesn't it i remember going around to people's homes and them not having transformers and me being like a little bit disappointed but <laughs> they must have been the kids with mask because you know i remember seeing rhino and condor at 
friends' houses and stuff. And I remember I had a friend who had one Transformer, a beachcomber. That's all he had. Imagine. Poor sod. But uh, I would remember <laughs> there was the one kid at school who he had only one mass toy. It was Raz- Razorback, the white NASCAR sort of car. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's one of the few I never had, so it was the one I always coveted. And I remember the first time I got to play with it, and, and I actually turned out to be one of the most disappointing toys because it just sort of falls up a little bit. Yeah, it just <laughs> hurts its back really badly. It like, breaks its own spine sort of thing. Yeah. It's like a really angry cat. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember it like it was everywhere as a child. It, as much as Transformers was, it was everywhere. And I remember seeing it everywhere, yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was far more popular in Europe than America as well, Mask. So it lasted longer, just like Transformers did got an extra wave of toys here that was so never released what what years did it actually run between mass launched in 1985 so okay because there's an often there's an often sort of lazy complaint that comes up where people say it's cashing in on like gi joe and transformers but it actually started production in i think it was january 1984 and transformers is late 1984 isn't it when it landed so even when it was it's going into production they can't have known enough about transformers and gi joe at that point, to have based a toy line on copying them, essentially. Okay, that's interesting. And how long did it run for? There's Series 1 and 2. There is the Racing Series, Split Seconds, and then a fifth one, which is just uh, single-figure packs with like a little dinghy or a jetpack, which is the fifth series. Adventure, Adventure packs. Series. Yeah, they're the ones we got in the UK. Because I remember seeing those in Wilco's as a kid and really wanting them. That would explain why they go for so much on the mask groups because, like, carded ones pop up, so they are like yeah. European exclusives. Is that why they're selling? For yeah, so those much? are yeah, absurdly okay. expensive. They are, right. they're the real prize mask. Well, everything is just, I mean, actually, that's one of the things I'm finding with mask. They're actually very costly toys. And if you start getting them in good condition with this incredible packaging that they have, it's everywhere as expensive as mint in box transformers every bit even with this massive case find that was found in chile a few years ago there's like mint and sealed box mantas everywhere on like facebook groups on mask but people are still asking like three to four hundred pounds so it's not like it's cheap i mean you want to be a mask collector today and collect mint in box unused it's costly it it didn't used to be though it's only recently again where it's Mm. gone up but i think it's again you know how you had like Back in the day when Transformers popped up on Antiques Roadshow, suddenly Transformers went up in price at car boots everywhere. <laughs> and then when eBay and the Transformers movies kicked in, Transformers prices went up again. Mm. And I think that's a similar thing with what's happening with Mask is lately, as you know, Transformers is sort of, there's less of them available now and there's more of a collector market for them. I think people have started moving on to other toy lines because you've seen them rise quite fast now. But, but Mask used to be quite cheap and you could pick up. Yeah. Then a couple of, like two or three years ago, I was looking at box condors and fireflies and stuff and they were like 30 quid that's unthinkable now yeah i do think there's an element of people going and buying other toy lines because uh, there was a period of my collecting where when i got the really nice rhino condor and thunderhawk into my collection i thought um this is an amazing experience because now i've got these 80s uh, iconic toys from from my childhood that i remember with a really uh, well-known cartoon and theme tune and toys and this is an amazing thing. It's not just Transformers that give me this feeling. Having these is also doing that. So I explored that a little bit more and bought a couple more mask figures. Then I started thinking of, well, maybe I should get really representative toys from other big 80s franchises as well. Maybe that would be a really enjoyable way to take my collecting. I never pursued it beyond Macross, uh, but everything I did in that sort of theme of collecting was massively enjoyable. So I do wonder... Because it's not a massively expansive line, and if you're just interested in series one and two, like the cartoon was mostly featuring, you could 
conceivably complete a mask collection in a short amount of time. So maybe that is where the extra demand has come from. I can see the appeal. I've got to be honest. I mean, even just looking now at that website today, you know, and, and to be fair, when you've previously shown off picks and stuff, Maz, you know, and done them, it definitely does, you know, strike a bit of a chord. As, as, as limited as my knowledge or whatever is, there is a definite nostalgic value to them. But even beyond that, there's just a recognition of, wow, these are really cool toys. You know, they mm. look great. I mean, in much the same way that for me, there's a bit of a crossover between, let's say, Transformers collecting and like Diaclone, you know, the Diaclone reboot. Yeah. Or, and that's not something that I have any nostalgic value for because it's a new toy line. Or Brave, you know, which I never collected yeah, yeah. as a kid. But I, the bits of Brave that I have, not many, but I have a couple, I have really enjoyed because there's the crossover, but there's also the element of these are just fun, cool toys. It's just nice to see those sorts of toys and the design and whatever i can totally see that with mask to the point where you know uh, not today but uh, you know i could sort of see at some point oh, it might be fun to get one or two bits i don't know i think you'd love it because also we haven't really talked much about the figurines that come with them yeah. i can't remember whether they were intended to be 124 scale or whether the toy line had that scale but i started putting the mask figurines i had with the vinyl tech toys i've been buying recently and my goodness, do they go well together. So Is that, that right? Yeah, I mean, fantastically well. Looked like they were made for each other. Nice. I did one picture of um, Argent Meister in the oversized Prime trailer with the mask figure standing around them. And uh, it just looked great. And one, I saw like the, that, yeah. the young Is it the young boy who goes with, comes with T-Bob? Scott Tracker. Yeah. I had, he, I had, so I had that one as a kid. Right. Look at him, it's right now he, yeah. he owned the entirety of Mask. I think he had more masks as a kid than I have now as a collector. I remember T Bob. I remember T Bob. Either I had it or someone I knew had it, but I remember T Bob. I remember Phil. I don't remember much about it. I just you know when you just see a bit of plastic, you know, a little yeah. toy, and you're just like, Oh no, hang on, that's that stirs a memory. But I think I maybe if I had it, it was probably second hand because I remember wow. it being. See, I, re- I remember getting T Bob and Scott Tracker from British Home Stores, and I remember going in. And yeah, they had those sections where they always had like weird lamps and stuff that you saw everywhere in the eighties. It's like all that sort yes, of stuff, actually, giant, giant Coke bottle, like money bags. It's all that sort of stuff, and then there was just this rack of like toys in the corner. And I remember seeing it and like almost like exploding because I really wanted it. These toys are really tactile things. For example, getting a a toy like Rhino as an adult is almost a reproduction of the experience of getting something like Optimus Prime as a kid. It's so big and there's so much going on. You use, you know, both hands absolutely to separate it. And there's so much going on with with its attack mode. It's covered in chrome. And if the chrome's good, it's a glorious sight. Really cool stickers. Tons of accessories, spring-loaded rocket, figurines. It's a playset by itself, and it definitely makes you think like this is an experience. And that's not what my collecting as an adult with Transformers has been. I've always bought the smaller scale figures. I always missed out on the Metroplexes, the Fort Maxes, the Scorponox. You know, really big Transformers, even Titan class things were only a really recent purchase of mine. And it's having these bigger mask toys that made me realize I actually quite like big toys, big robots. So that's um, been a new thing to sort of discover, and this toy line nails that. But that's that's so much of what these mass toys offer is they are toys, yeah. and I know we say that about Transformers, but there's there's a different vibe to them where you pick up a mass toy and it's to be played with. That's yeah. how it feels like the features. It's a tap mode. It's a a toy feature. Like you press a button, it pops mm-hmm. stuff out. It's yes. very very focused on that. Whereas 
particularly the Diaclone Transformers are less so, aren't they? They're very much, particularly now, the way we view them now as adults is different. Whereas those toys, they are very much toys. Everything about them is like that. But just just to go quickly back to something you mentioned about 124 scale, that's, I don't know if you know this, you probably don't, but that's what they used when they prototyped the toys was they bought actual model kits of cars and they just added bits to them. And that's, that's how they prototyped everything. That's why the cars look like real cars. And that's why mm. they are 124 scale because they were all 124 scale models. There you go. That's so cool. That's and I do you know I, it makes total sense that there is a scale to the vehicles and that I was going to ask are they all kind of consistently at that scale, but that's actually very appealing. I've got to say the fact that not only the line has a scale all to itself, but that it's blooming in scale with vinyl tech as right. well. That's so just, little is really. Oh man, that's like that's yeah. that's pushing a button for me. That's the very first thing I did when I got. Final Tech Smokescreen was try and put Matt Tracker inside it. <laughs> Does he fit? No. no. It's not quite, not quite. It was real squeeze. Yeah, right. It fits real in squeeze. Hot Rod. I, I could get him in Hot Rod. Oh, like... what? The uh, Ford GT? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll give that a go later. Yeah. Well, if you're going to ride, Deno, you're going to ride the stuff. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We've got him in sight. Hold on. Mask will be right back. That whole thing about you talking about being in scale and that being attractive. I mean, uh, we were just looking at Outlaw today, this incredible big... <sighs> truck with a snake yeah. oil sticker on the side i mean that would be ideal to put in a photo with a bunch of vinyl text wouldn't it yeah. big That's old uh, truck base I'm, I'm even thinking and it's uh, you know what if anybody that is more into mask than transformers is listening to this they're gonna they're gonna not like this point but i'm even thinking that actually in photography how great it would be to have some of these cars in the background and stuff like this yeah, it's yeah. like little props and things i mean i, I wouldn't just buy them for that of course Right but, here, guys. That's what I use in stuff. Is mask stuff. Is Hi. it? Hi. Yeah. I've been using it for years. That's why. And that's the Boulder Hill gas sign pops up in the background of every photo that's I do true. with like the ruin that. stuff. Yeah. But I use yeah, the yeah. use the figures a lot as little background people. Do you have Boulder Hill then? Do you? Yeah. You, is it still your childhood one? No, your from granddad from bought for you. The Epic Hall. It was. Okay. It was in there. All uh, right. Do Do you want to talk a bit about Boulder Hill, Mers, and your your nickname for it? Now, it does look a little bit like a normal mountain that a rather large person took a dump on, doesn't it? And this is where Liam goes quiet, just <laughs> yeah, drinks his drinks. Like, nope, not engaging. I'm, nope. I'm mortally offended in this. You're lowering the tone. This is what you're going to be like when you do a Diaclone episode and I, I'm, I'm cracking jokes like this in the background. You're like, no, take it seriously, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that hasn't been the theme of the show so far. <laughs> take it seriously. Yeah. Looks like a poop shoot. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, how good is that as a base for these toys? Like, could you sort of uh, liken it to something in Transformers in terms of how it interacts with the with the regular mask figures and, and vehicles? Uh, no, not really, because the Transformers bases they do interact, but not in the same way the mask toys do. Because it's very much a petrol station, so your natural inclination is to run the toys through it. The side of it flips around into like an armored. Thing and it has these doors that open and you fit most of the cars for it. it doesn't fit rhino though even though in the cartoon rhino is mm. one of the ones you see emerging from it but it doesn't fit it's too too small for that so that's not quite in scale but then i imagine having a mountain and a petrol station in scale would be enormous yeah. i mean metroplex and optimus prime and ultra magnus like it's the same thing you know yeah they have the same size wheels for christ's sake <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, Boulder Hill. I told that story, didn't I? Was it on the? Did we do a sentimental episode at some yes. point? Was yeah. that a minisode? Mm-hmm. It was. All oh, right. Yeah. When I came, I came home. Oh, I came back to my grandma's, and my granddad had built it, and that's how I discovered I'd got it. And I still that memory of that is just one of 
one of my most favorite toy moments ever because he'd even put the cars out around it and stuff. That's cool. cool. But he was doing that very thing of not being that engaged in it being a toy, being everything had to be proper and organized with it. You know, it's like this car has to be here. These are petrol pumps, not guns. They have to be petrol pumps. It's, it's an incredible toy. If you've never owned it, it's one to experience. But it is so massive, it's really hard to take photos of. I don't think there's anything like it in Transformers even. Just I'm looking at pictures of it now and I just, you know, Metroplex, Fort Max, all of that, they're all different. They're all they're all robots in their own right that just happen to turn into a base. And yes, there's a bit of cross-functionality with them, but it's almost um, a bit incidental. Do you know what I mean? Other than mm-hmm. maybe Metroplex where there is some, you know, they, they obviously designed it with the Scramble City guys in mind. But even then, take it or leave it, really. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas this is much more like this has been designed very specifically as a playset for those vehicles. You know what? If you had, If you had like a proper collection and a display, it would be an incredible centerpiece. Like, I don't know if you ever saw the toy catalogs that they used to have for masks and stuff. And you would have, you would always have Boulder Hill out in the middle and the toys around it in a battle scene. And it's the perfect centerpiece like that for something like that. Whereas, I suppose the Transformers equivalent is probably something like Omega Supremes, the only one you could really build stuff around and across, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. Metroplex doesn't really lend himself to that. Yeah, but that's, this is the thing with so many of those mass toys. I mean, there was a little later in the series they did billboard blast which is a silly little billboard that turns into a crate and all that sort of stuff but there was also one called the collector which is like a toll booth i saw that on the website today yeah did you see its conversion like what it's what it turns into it's like a little armored bunker but it matches the the front of you know the petrol station when it flips down it's got the armored plate in okay it matches that so it looks like it's designed to go with it even though in the toy series it doesn't state that it's just mm-hmm. like it's a toll booth but when you look at it, it's very in step with Boulder Hill, so it feels like an add-on piece. That's really cool. I'm I'm surprised, or maybe they did. Did they ever sell like play mats or little road sections or anything to go with this stuff? Because I think the the fact that you can get several buildings that fit with the cars is super cool. I'm just imagining how ace it would be to have little roads and things to go with it as well. But as far as I know, they never did anything like that. Or? No, no, no. They never really branched out in toy wise like that. I mean, they branched out into the head laser toys later on but that's about as far as they got but it's such a short toy line really they didn't yeah. really expand like that i mean they did merchandise ancillary merchandise for everything backpacks like we were talking about earlier stationery, mm-hmm. everything storybooks holdalls yeah <laughs> yeah holdalls <laughs> masks actual masks but uh all sorts of stuff but yeah they didn't get into that sort of stuff I, i'm just imagining how cool like road pieces would have been and you know there's there's potentially they could have really gone the kind of like toy scenery route and just cleaned up on it. It could have been immense. Maybe there just wasn't the supporting sales. Maybe it was. Uh, Maybe. Like, how popular was the cartoon beyond us all knowing the sound, the, yeah. the soundtrack to the theme and all the rest of it? But I don't think they did stuff like that for toy lines back in those days, did they really? Unless you bought a train set, but they didn't really Maybe. do add on scenery and stuff. They don't even now for a lot of things. So really I guess it. I was more imagining just like a giant. Um, like map thing, you know, like map yeah. thing, you know, kind yeah. of a big fold-out map. I wasn't imagining necessarily anything too elaborate, but uh, just really because of the scale of it, you know, and yeah. because it's kind of cribbed off, as you said, toy models and things, um, you know, model cars. I sort of thought that maybe it played up to it a little bit. The fact that I mean, it's unusual to have cars like that all in scale with one another. So the fact that they can do it um, is really sort of saying something. I guess the the jets must be out of scale, though, right? Like some of the planes and things, like the they meteor or something like that. Yeah. Right, they can't all be in one to twenty-four scale, surely. Uh, they all tend to fit around the people, don't they? So Switchblade looks like a real jet, but if you put him next to Thunderhawk, it would be a very small jet. 
Yes. Right, because it's the same thing in Transformers, isn't it, with everybody talks about scale. But then as yeah. soon as you throw Seekers into the mix, you're like, well, forget it. You know, Because yeah. <laughs> they'd just be messy. Even though they're built around the Diaclone pilot scale. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's, it doesn't work. It's a it's a it's a very nonsensical toy like that as well because you have um uh, uh, not Skybolt slingshot which is the RV which folds open and has a jet plane inside of it that right yeah. out. but when you think about the size of an RV what that would be like and then you imagine a jet and then it's like how would that fit in there it just wouldn't make sense well you can get some pretty impressive RVs these days <laughs> <laughs> hold on there's a battle we have to tend to be right back okay so we're going to talk about some of the most recognizable toys from the toy line now we'll start with Thunderhawk which is probably the most iconic toy from this toy line isn't it it is in terms of character but i still think rhino is the most uh, recognizable master toy for me i mean it was on the logo rhino on, wasn't it yeah and the size and um, i think most people had it if i was to think of one mask toy is rhino for sure wonder if maybe that just appeals to transformers collectors more that it's just mm. the, the shape of it and the fact that it's a massive truck beautiful truck detailing big old wheels chrome stuff the like color. that color it's lovely yeah yeah the color that's the thing about these toys what i find is that the more of them i look at and I don't want to be all pedantic about the condition like I am with Transformers, but then I see the stickers that these toys have. For example, the, the wing stickers on Switchblade are 100% Synthwave. And it's the same with Piranha. Even these really cool colors that you get on Rhino aren't too different from the, the colors I've got on my, like the 6 designed for my Transformers Square One logo. And when you see that those stickers are worn, you just think, no, 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 I want to get one with really good stickers. And then you're down the same road as you are with mint transformers collecting but there is like a kicking mask repro scene as well with repro i was gonna stickers. say is there any repros and yes yeah, absolutely there is yeah oh man that makes it so much easier and uh, presu- i presume all the toys have been done then in that regard i think so especially these really uh well-known ones except for one meteor yeah because his i know this because mine doesn't have any stickers they're they're all worn and gone up uh, so i tried to get repros, some yeah. yeah so i contacted the person who makes them uh, makes most of them and he said they can't because they are a, they're like a shiny sticker. It's a different kind of material or something like that. It's a different uh, kind of sticker, so they couldn't do it. So I have this Meteor in absolutely mint condition, but with no stickers. <laughs> it's oh, really man. Bummer. But you were talking about Thunderhawk. He has super cool stickers as well. You know, he's, yeah. I think it's the one with the lightning bolts on the side, and then also the grid, the purple grid pattern stickers on the hood and the yeah. and the spoiler. Spoiler, yeah. yeah. I really like that toy. That is one of those where just having it in car mode, you think, well, there's probably not a lot for me here. I'm a Transformers fan. It doesn't turn into a robot. It's just a car with opening doors. But it's it, it's so much more than that in hand. You know, it drops the bomb from underneath. It's really good looking car. The doors are cool. The missiles are cool. Just the button to activate the spoiler is cool. And knowing that it's the leader as well, it's a really fun toy. And it's a display centerpiece for me, that one. Extremely expensive to find. You know, the little bombs, the smart bombs that go yeah, underneath yeah. of it. So that's the thing. It has a little seatbelt. Like... Yeah, that's super cool. The seatbelt for the driver is excellent. I love that. I love how prominent that is, like in the cartoon, everything, you know, in the media, because he's always flying about. So you can see him with a seatbelt. <laughs> you know what? You were talking about Scott Tracker. Yeah. And I didn't have a T-Bob. Did Thunderhawk come with a Matt Tracker and a Scott Tracker? No, it just came with Matt Tracker. Okay, because I've got a Scott Tracker, so at some point the person who sold me this toy must have had a T-Bob, because I've got both of them. And I was going to say that because Scott Tracker kind of fits in to my oversized MP10 trailer command center, and I had that in the photo. He does, because I sometimes put him in the um, some of the little uh, drones and stuff like that, the diaclone stuff. He fits in that really neatly, because oh, he's slightly smaller. There's some vehicles that do come with multiple figures, like yeah, uh, Rhino. Rhino. Yeah. Rhino comes with another Matt Tracker. Yeah, with his... Bruce Sato. Yeah, but he's got the mask, you know, from the logo. That's the actual mask that he's wearing. Uh, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but 
because in the cartoon it's always Alex Sector and Bruce Sutter that always accompany Rhino. Of course, it must be because yeah. this old chap's in uh, in his <laughs> All right, Gavin, it's always doing that. It's always, yeah. yeah. Also, he has a. I was looking at that website today, and the name of the mask is a thing as well, isn't it? So the masks yeah, yeah. have names, and when so he's with Spectrum. Thunderhawk, yes, what a cool name, Thunderhawk, yeah. Spectrum leading the mission, all that kind it's of. It's the MacGuffin mask, though. No, Spectrum's got such supervision that was yeah. it. Tracker's going to lead the mission. Yeah. It's the MacGuffin mask because it does yeah. everything. It's always got a way out. I think its official thing is it's like does something with radio waves, <laughs> but uh, literally does anything in the show. But they're all like that. All the masks have a power and a name. That's really cool and and so memorable from the cartoon intro when they sit around that table and you know the stuff yeah. comes down that just the masks go on all the all the members. Brilliant, love it. See, that's I mean not to get into the cartoon, but that's an iconic scene. But I don't it think is. most people even realize what that is. So you know, there's the energy that comes out mm. into the masks that comes from. It's a stone, but you never see it until it's late in the cartoon. It shows you Matt Tracker's dad, which is basically the same animation model, with a, but with a moustache. And he crashes. And we'll get into this in a bit. You know, the sort of, uh, he crashes in a foreign country where the people aren't depicted very well. Let's say that. There's and they, a bit of that, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. It's a bit carbomia. So th- that's why they have all of these special powers and stuff. Whereas the actual toys also came with mini comics, you know, like Master Universe, which tell a completely mm-hmm. different story that they were basically, they're all engineers and designers stuff and Mars Mayhem just stole them. That's what that is. But that scene is such a pivotal part of that cartoon, but it's really not touched on until just one brief episode where that power comes from or what that is. But yeah, Thunderhawk, great toy. It is a great toy. It's got um, Goodyear ties, hasn't it? Like a lot of them have. Did you, you notice that with a lot of the toys? I oh, did. man. That's just pushing that vinyl tech. Yes. Yet yeah, again, that's... <laughs> Incredible. Did you know the vehicles were licensed as well? They're all most of them oh, the real man. ones. But do you, you know the very first releases of the first series of the toys? They're not licensed. And something happened afterwards. So all the subsequent when they put them back right. out on the market again, they all had to have like the names of what cars they are and the good year and stuff like that. They just oh. they did a trans did a Transformers basically and did I was gonna say, is it like an X Braun thing? Yeah. Like, just like, there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just modify the headlights or whatever. But they didn't even do that. Like, a lot of the vehicles are so just dead on other than they have like alternate yeah. modes. So it's really funny, like the uh, the Jeep beca- uh, gator becomes an actual Jeep on the toy when it's mm-hmm. put back out. That's a weird one. It just sort of opens up like a big Pac-Man mouth and spits out a boat. Oh, I love that toy as a kid. You know, it used to it floats in the bath that the boat does. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny about it? It ejects the boat, but after a while, it's meant to shoot it out, so it shoots into water, but it sort of just like shoots it part way out, like it's sticking its tongue out. But it comes with a, a barrel, a bouncing bomb that sticks on it, and the boat has like a little slot for... Is that the chrome it. bomb in the back of the yeah. boat? The really silver one, yeah. It's like a, a machine gun, but uh, it comes with... Uh, oh, it's not, is it Buddy Hawk? Oh, no, it's Dusty Haze. I think it goes with Dusty Haze. Is, I'm just looking at the site. It says Dusty Powder Keg Haze. Yeah. Amazing. These names, man, honestly. It's the same, but it's very much of that time, though, like the military theme. They've all got code yeah. names. Everything's got a code name. The car, mm. the mask, the, the character. But the, co- the code names for the actual characters are the ones that aren't used, like, barely anywhere other than right. the The one thing I was going to say about Gator, 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 yeah. is, is that's strange to me, um, just talking, you know, on the back of Thunderhawk, is that in that series one of toys, there are three toys that are orange. Yeah. Or kind of like red Gator or orange. As well, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. And that, I don't know, like... It's not bad at all, but it's just surprising to me, given that, you know, Transformers, I guess, really leaned into this notion of like, okay, so that guy's blue, this guy's red, that guy's orange, this, you know what I mean? They, they kind of did mix it up a little bit, um, you know, green, whatever. Even though when there was, there was a lot of red toys still, yeah. but mm-hmm. maybe it's just the fact that it's such a small line of toys that the fact that three of them are red 
is just sort of stood out to me a bit. That was all. Not red, but orange. And Firecracker and Gator don't look massively different as vehicles. Right. Either, so yeah. I can just picture it like this wave of toys on a on a you know toy aisle or whatever. Boulder Hill is automatically going to be out for a lot of parents. Rhino is huge. It's going to be out for a lot mm. of parents. So then you're left with like the sort of small to medium ones. And then the fact that three of them are red and two of them are, I know they're not, but trucks, let's say. I'm talking about it from like your average um, dad or whatever, just looking down the aisle. Do you know what I mean? From that kind of perspective. And that's why everyone had Condor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do that, I do that with my boys, you know, when toys now. You just, you, you, when stuff you're not familiar with, you do look at it and generalize. Oh, it's a bloody truck or whatever. Do you know what I mean? You just kind of, you just write oh, stuff off. Can you not way. see his son taking him to Toys R Us or, or a, a store when he's a little bit older and asking for a toy and then, you know, him being all like that about it, and then him just saying, "Oh, Dad, could you just not be six so today? Can I just have that toy, please?" <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm a nightmare, man. I start, I start like assessing the paint applications and oh stuff like God. that. Do you know what I mean? He's, uh... There's one you mentioned there that's quite interesting. It's Firecracker, which is yeah. one I didn't have as a kid, but always wanted, and I got mm. it as an adult in in the hall. And it's the only one that I think is a real miss out of the early toys. Oh, what a shame. I've had my eye on one of those. Definitely wanted one. Because its action feature is it basically just goes up on stilts. That's it. That's all it does. Doesn't it have a winch at the back or something? Or is it just... No, it has a spare tyre that can eject and has like knives, uh, blades on it. But it has a bike, a motorbike that sits on the back. That's cool. Take it off. But it's not really designed for the figures to hold because it's made as like a scale bike. And you know what those mass figures are like? Their arms are apart. So you can sort of slot them on it. But yeah, I mean, it's a neat truck and they all have opening doors all that sort of stuff but it just it's because it stands up so many of them do so many cool things like like rhino when it slides apart and the back comes off to form a little oh, mini car but that's exceptional yeah let's talk about rhino because i remember the day i got that and that is one of my favorite toys i mean we were saying earlier about how transformers and mask are connected and a lot of it now is because they're owned by hasbro mm. but really it's not that at all it's the nostalgia for people of our age that those two are connected because they were the big cartoons on toy lines of our age and i think that's why they're so connected and rhino man it just feels like you know of all the chrome and stuff and the yeah, rubber tires rubber it tires. feels like a really big transformer that's what yes. got yep. that chrome but, is beautiful it is, but it's so hard to get with good chrome and then you start getting into yeah. mint transformers price territory yeah, and it's yeah. blocked it just looks like uh it's almost justra diaclone levels of gorgeous box art yeah. and they all have it and they look beautiful together mask boxes and rhino is a mega standout and yeah it's like you said it's so fun to just handle this truck i can't do a photo shoot of rhino without the numbers going through the roof everyone loves this toy and those stickers are mega cool as well yeah. the tri-stripe colors and the color of the truck itself you don't get a lot of Transformers that colour. I was going to say, it's a really, red. Yeah, really unusual. I love it. Two drivers as well. So it's plenty of play value. It's got that rocket. But mine has busted it. The rocket doesn't stay on the spring. It just yeah. always pops out. So I can't actually use that. And of course, yeah, it's got the ATV that pops out the back. Yeah. But it's got the it's the way the back of it slides open into like a small command base. And the mm. ramp folds down and stuff. But that's the way great, that's yeah. all concealed, though, and when you look at that ramp, if you... If you didn't know what mask was, if you bought someone in, they just saw it. They think it was a scale truck. Like they would know it's a toy, but they think it was just a toy truck. Really, mm-hmm. they wouldn't realize that that panel folds down and it slides open. It's that little radar dish rotating. And most importantly, it's a beautiful truck. It's yeah. just perfectly proportioned, great looking vehicle. Presence. It has a real presence yes, to it. Like yeah. you were saying about the size. There's a weight and a size. When you pick up that toy, 
it's an amazing chunk of toy, but it feels like a real gold standard of a toy because that's what yeah. that is of mass. That's real. That and Outlaw are probably the gold standard. It, it's stuck in my memory for decades. So yeah. finally having one, just even it was something as silly as how good the wheel hubs looked. Yeah. As a kid, I remembered that. I was like, this has got really cool looking wheel hubs. I would love to just play with this truck. And it's got the second wheels, like, you know, yeah. the. Yes, yes. You don't get like you do with some modern Transformers toys. No, you know, no names mentioned. Otherwise, <coughs> Optimus Prime, where it's like a truck with absolutely thin wheels, super yeah. thin. You think that's spoiling the look. But this is like another era of construction here. But that, that, that was the ethos of these toys was to make really ordinary looking vehicles, but like exacting replicas of them so kids wouldn't know but that they converted into weapons or whatever but that was the main ethos and the driver was to make them like because this for kenner was like you don't hear of kenner now obviously because they were owned, bought by hasbro but this was their first own brand toy line for, you know of this age because hmm. you came out of followed star wars really and yeah. then superpowers and then i think it's masked so the amount they put into it and you can see it in the molds like the detailing is incredible on all of those cars but it's not over the top to a point there's not like tons of extra circuitry or stuff you know nothing mm -hmm. that makes it look like a fictionalized vehicle it's everything that a real car would have or a truck when you pick it up it's got such a presence to it and the noises and that's such another really big part of mass toys is the noises like mm. everything that slides the springs and just all of that like i can still hear uh, switchblade's wings you know that creaking noise it makes as they fold up onto it right of the springs i can still hear that i'll always remember that sound let's talk about switchblade that uh was something i never really wanted uh wouldn't even cross my mind i mean i realized it's the villain in the show then i saw a picture of one and i saw the translucent pink hot pink canopy and the synthwave wings with those stickers i thought this is this is this is me <laughs> as a toy this is my interest as a toy. And my God, it, it did not disappoint. Because you think it might. It's just a, a jet, which then the wings fold back and the, the sort of skis fold up or down. And it's a helicopter. You think, there's not really a whole lot going on there. But it is, um, it's fantastic. Pres you want to talk about presence. That thing has presence. Shelf yeah. presence, photo presence, amazing colors. Uh, and I've actually had the massive displeasure of having to try and take one apart to put nicer wings on my better one it's like strings and pulleys on the inside it? it is i would not recommend taking it apart no. it was a nightmare that's what makes it's that not, noise <laughs> oh it's unbelievable on the inside like it's not like transformer <laughs> just unscrew a toy you know screw it back it's like springs pulleys rubber bands all sorts just stay away just buy a different one it's a very rare toy in the line that's not like based on an exact real vehicle as well but just it's such a unique looking jet and yeah it's fantastic it has that huge cockpit the hot pink cockpit like you're talking yes, about yes which is glorious and again yeah. very tough to find without scratches or marks and like most of them uh the rotors on mine don't stay down yeah they, and the rotors get lost so people buy rotors i had to buy a rotor and the poxy rocket i've got to thank lee cheney for giving me one for free there's a lot of that because it's got so many pop-out guns as well like on the front and then That's on right. the skids as well isn't it as mm -hmm. the, yes like, on the toes of the skids but yeah it's a fantastic toy there's, there's so many of those i had no idea it was such a big piece either i had no idea <laughs> it was going to just dominate the shelf the wings just spread out on top of my shelf and i find it very hard to put figures around it it's when i got that in hand i realized this is another major iconic toy of this toy line. And then once you've got Rhino and you've got Switchblade, well, you know, where do you go from there? It's not a lot more that you know was big in the cartoon, representative of the show, yeah. and is that stunning a toy. It's a weird thing. Like, when you talk about Outlaw, it's 
such a massive toy and in any other toy line it would be like the marquee toy of that year you know like the titan class toy like yeah. uh rhino that that toy but because of rhino and you know and switchblade and then goliath later on he's right. like the snake oil is only really remembered as the snake oil truck and it sort of fades into the background that sticker that snake oil sticker yeah. fantastic they knew what they were doing with aesthetics here you know what's cool is if you look on that All About Mask website, they have the original concept drawings for it, and it's a completely different kind of oil truck, but it still has that snake oil, but a different version of it. But it's um, it's like an Octane-style truck, you know, mm-hmm. like G2 Optimus. It's that. And the way it folds out, it's completely yeah. different. But the rocket's like a proper, like, white with little black checkboard thing on it, you know, like Polaris, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Fantastic toy. Like, that's the one in that photo where I thought it was opening Metroplex for Christmas. I realize it's Outlaw, and you can see it as the box is ripping open. That's why my face is so like... <laughs> Again, that's that's a toy that, honestly, like, I, I, I looked at the picture of it, and I was like, oh, I don't know that one. But there's just... I'm finding with a number of these figures, these mass toys, there's just some element of it that seems familiar. So with this one, Outlaw, it's the way that the cab folds forward and the roof yeah. of the cab flops down. There is something, and actually, this, the way that the bit on the side uh, that sort of pulls out the little chrome piece, those two elements of it are so familiar to me that I definitely, definitely handled that toy. I've still got parts of it now, really random little bits of it, but not the truck. But I, it's it's funny because I, I was sitting here thinking, oh, you know, I don't know anything about Mask, really. And the more and more I look at pictures of them, the more I'm like, I must have known someone. When we were talking about Firecracker, you know, the little wheel on the back that fires off and little yeah. blades come out of it. I, I swear I've seen that in hand. Absolutely convinced. So, I bet you have. I mean, I imagine loads of kids had these toys at the time. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, childhood, yeah. we must have come across these figures. I think they must have realized that Firecracker was quite disappointing because in the show... He get it gets. It's the only one that gets destroyed. Like about twenty episodes in, it gets melted. It gets replaced by Hurricane, which is another great toy. It's the yeah, yeah. the one with the flames on the side. They're like yes. hot rock car. Now Hurricane, I did have. I think. I think that was one I owned. I'm loving this. How many that you like? Yeah. like I'm going to be saying nothing because I only had one toy. Now it's like I actually owned every single toy twice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I re- well, I don't think every single toy. But I, by I, the end I, of this episode, you'll own them all again. No, no, no I jo- <laughs> so I've jotted down a list of the toys that I'm fairly convinced i had and it's four all right go on let's hear it well and t-bob so i think i think i had uh hurricane so that that blue car that looks immense and that's definitely the way that it pops up with the wheels convinced i had it absolutely convinced hard to forget Um, right yeah very hard to forget so raven as i said is is another one which i mentioned earlier just because of the way that the, the bonnet folds over and that absolutely convinced i had it um maybe secondhand but definitely had it and then i think jackhammer which again there's just something about it i I think i probably had it but again it it could be one that maybe a a mate had or something i don't know uh and the other one is iguana it's another classic see i still have most of these now but like with hurricane that toy is something of its own like it's just the way it's done it's that very retro 50s style car isn't it right yeah, flames and stuff. But yeah, in the cartoon, when Firecracker gets destroyed, it's replaced by that. But the interesting thing there is, you know, in the intro to Mask from the very start, you see Honda McLean, who's the pilot. He's yeah. in the Firecracker, not the the Hurricane suit, but in the colors he has it when he's in Firecracker, and it's Hurricane that's in the intro. So it's weird that it was there from the start in the cartoon, but doesn't actually appear till halfway through the series. That's very hauler in episode one of Transformers, isn't it? Yeah. 
But I mean, that's, you know, like we always talk about, like in Transformers, there are these weird little quirks like that where people yeah. make up characters or they'll say, like, this thing appeared even though it didn't exist until later. That's this version's equivalent, this mask's equivalent to it is how that toy's there despite not showing up till halfway through and being in a later series of toys. Mask will be right back, and so will Venom. Now, speaking of toys that other kids had that I remember, Condor is right up there. I mean, yeah. how unforgettable this bright green motorcycle that turns into a little one-dude helicopter. Super memorable toy. That's the ubiquitous mask right. toy. That, that's the like the bumblebee of that's one that everybody had. I suppose it's kind of the cheaper one to buy as well. So yeah. I was going to say it looks kind of, kind of small and entry level. But it's great. It's it, it's such a good looking figure and it's so green. <laughs> it's really <laughs> cool on the shelf. But it's, it's the contrast of his suit as well with Brad Turner's suit. It's that bright yellow and yes. purple. And he's got the sunglasses on underneath his helmet, which is always a cool thing. <laughs> I, I I'd forgotten about that. But he's the one in the cartoon, you know, whenever it beeped him, he's always, he's a rock musician. So he's always playing in a concert, like oh, in front of like thousands of fans and his watch goes off. So he just chucks the guitar and like, uh, they, they carry on playing. Then they turn to him and they realize he's not there. So the song stops. And the thing is like, it's actually quite a, an, an ingenious thing, isn't it? Because the way the, the bottom of the bike folds away and the whole, uh, rotor assembly comes up behind and the way the rotor blades then just fold down and to the side, it's immensely satisfying to fold those rotor blades to the side yeah. of the bike, isn't it? They just clip onto those little pegs. Again, it's that creaking noise of the spring that goes with it as well. There's <laughs> something about that. And the little gun that slides out of the front that's really, like, small. But my favourite touch is the, the wheel on the back. You know, that turns into yeah. the, the prop. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. It's, once it does it, you're like, you're like, of course, that just makes so much sense. And it doesn't look as stupid as you would think a wheel right. on a, <laughs> a prop. Take note, Springer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's basically a better springer it's actually got a legitimate vehicle mode <laughs> and a proper chopper mode without the hands sticking out the side all it's missing is a dumpy robot with bad stickers i'm sure if you just stood him up and put stickers on him he'd still be better than springer you like this though his mask uh oh, i can't remember what it's called but it it generates holograms so he's very much in the style of mirage that's basically Great. all it does and, and again brilliant name condor i mean yeah. these toys had great names yeah, all of them. Like Jackhammer. What a fantastic name. And Piranha. <laughs> yes, Piranha, yeah. That's a toy I haven't owned yet. And again, it's another really iconic season one mask toy. And yeah. it's got those really excellent sort of typical 80s rainbow synthy stickers. And I can't find one with great stickers and an excellent purple windshield, which hasn't been scratched. Because that's a toy I'd love to buy. Yeah, like on mine, the connection between the bike and the sidecar now is so loose. Like I went to pick it up the other day and it just literally just comes apart without any kind of force or friction there it so. made sidecars cool yeah turned into a I submarine mean, if you've ever watched on the buses you know sidecars aren't cool but this one is <laughs> this, one of the things i always loved about it man like because that's sly rex do you remember sly rex yeah, who, sly rex yeah. another one with but his mask is called stiletto isn't it which is then yeah. confusing because there's a stiletto toy later on in split there seconds is. it just shoots little daggers out though that's all it does is it shoots little daggers but it's always the uh, the idea that He's driving around this bike waiting for the very specific occasion when a submarine is needed. <laughs> <laughs> really like this. Is that what the sidecar does? It becomes the Yeah, it shoots submarine. out. It like ejects into like a small submersible. Like a did you take that one into the bath as well? I, I was just gonna ask. <laughs> I did. There was a I don't recommend that. That was not designed. Is that for... why the stickers are so bad on all of them? <laughs> this was just last week. Yeah. <laughs> On mine, the stickers are like on the front, and they're unfortunately upside down. So I need to get some replacements because I tried, you know, I've tried to peel them off, but mm. I don't want to take them off because I don't want to damage them because they're vintage. But at the same time, 
They look stupid because they're upside down. <laughs> Actually, the ones on my Rhino were the wrong way around as well. But just, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just, it's so good looking. It was only when I saw the photos, I realized, yeah, these are obviously like that's been put on upside down. It's completely wrong, but it just doesn't matter with some of these toys. When I bought my Rhino replacement stickers, they came and I noticed that one of the stickers is the one way, wrong way around. And so I had to email the guy and say, you do realize that this is incorrect. And he, and he was like mortified. He's like, no one's ever flagged it. And I was like, it's, it's clicking on red. So he sent me, he re- fixed it and replaced it. Oh, you're that guy in the mask community then. I am. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it happens all the time with Transformers, doesn't it? That you see yeah. stickers the wrong way around and whatever, and it doesn't really matter. It's, if it looks good, yeah. it looks good. It's fine. Oh, does yeah. it not matter, 6 I, I don't think so. Some it's people not, go to great lengths. level? Yeah, well, some people go to great lengths and uh, other people just wait for someone else to write a blog post about it and copy, <laughs> copy what they do, and it's all good, isn't it? I asked on social media uh, last year, I wanted to add to my mask collection and I said, I've got these mega iconic ones and I just want one more that is of similar gravity in the series and is a great toy. And a lot of people suggested Jackhammer. And I looked at the toy online and I just thought, that doesn't appeal because it's like, it's a mostly monochromatic four by four. It's got some nice chrome on it, but then just like the back sort of pops out and rotates there wasn't anything that I saw on it. So you got to tell me what, what's so good about it. Oh, man. So it has the slide-up uh, thing, like the shield that goes over the windscreen. But on its own, it's just a wicked car. But when the front bumper pops down, it's got two machine guns. And as you roll it, they do that. They move backwards and forward, and it makes a clicking noise. A bit like Road Grabber. Yeah, but it makes like a clicking noise, like a fire, like a machine gun firing mechanism. A bit like Road Grabber. Yeah, well, yeah. There we go. it's exactly like that. But uh, mine's missing the little gun. And when I had my original one, for decades, I would always find the little gun, even long after Jackhammer had gone. Now, I can't get the gun because it's so expensive to pick up. Well, you've not really sold it to me. It just sounds like a monochromatic road grabber. And I've got a road grabber, which is purple and pink and blue. <laughs> and it's great. You know what, what's funny about it, though, is it's one of those where, like, a lot of them, you want them in the, the attack modes. They're, like, they're cool. But with that toy, it's always the yeah. SUV because there's just something about it. Again, it's got the purple Same stickers. Same and actually, I'm joking about Road Grabber. I have my Road Grabber displayed with my mask toys. Oh, because dear. that's where it feels like it belongs. Right next to Switchblade. Same kind of colors, same translucent pink, yeah. and with the attack modes, yeah. so How funny. I have my Road Grabber displayed with all my pretenders. <laughs> and they're lacking hats. Just back to Hurricane, along with Stinger, they also appeared in Transformers. They are yeah. toys that have crossed over. Oh, Micro yeah. Maskers. Uh, Micro Maskers, yeah. Micro Maskers, yeah. yeah. Those are great. We need more of that. I can't find out well, how we you're not had getting Rhino. them because remember it, the news leaked out of Hasbro. Micromasters <laughs> Micro are, are dead. Yeah. Yep. We're never going to get a Rhino Ironworks. Never. I, I got to tell you, I, I know it's off topic a bit, but how how can Hasbro not figure out Micromasters again? <laughs> I mean, like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just spat at my monitor. It's the it's right there. Do you know how what I mean? How did you it's ruin like, a Micromaster? It's, the, the simplest little things just make did like the original concept the 1989-1990 toys just do that again it's easy but what they just saying like, like fans hobby messed it up as well they tried to overcomplicate this tiny nobody little can do it. micron not even Hasbro nobody can do it as well as the original toys and it just boggles my mind a little bit I and mean, those original toys are so good but just you know the fact that they're now like they've got to the stage where they're like mm, can't do it they're dead sod it do you know what I mean like Wow. I still can't fathom why they were only releasing two members from each team as well. I know. 
It's like, you're just winding people up with this. <laughs> 100%. Especially sometimes they didn't even release like yeah. the good characters in the set. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, there's, man, like there are so many great mass toys though. Like Stinger is the one, you know, that you're the micro mass face off. Did you win this one as well? No, 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 I didn't. But I was just going to say, looking through the list um, on this website again of toys that I'm pretty sure I know someone that did have it, but because um, I have a vague memory of it, but that just looks so cool. And Maz, I think if you were going to add one to your collection, Stiletto? Uh, no, man. I, 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 I want to talk, talk about Stiletto. Later. Yeah, yeah, no, I know you do, but I was going to say Buzzard. Buzzard. Oh, the F1 car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that the one that splits in two? Yeah, and it's like, it splits oh, in two. That's really good looking. I would have thought that totally appealed to you because it's, firstly, it's Formula One. Uh, secondly, the transformation looks incredible. Just the fact that the, the middle kind of splits into like a little bobsleigh jet thing. When with the two sides off, I and mean, that, that's glider. really cool. And the, then the, the, hang the glider, glider for the dude as well. Was. <laughs> so cool. I went through this toy with my brother because uh, the wings, <laughs> you know, the wings on it are quite sharp and they've got like little jagged edges. Did he step and on your blue screen? So, <laughs> I can't remember what we were fighting about, but I decided was to use it. Was he accidentally like... born on the day you got a side swipe? <laughs> yeah, I used to use it like a little pickaxe to throw at him <laughs> because that's what it basically was like. So, but yeah, I love that toy. That's the split second series where. The split stands for them splitting into holograms. They could create holograms of themselves. Oh. That that buzzer toy is one I discovered today. And yes, you're absolutely right. It appeals. It looks fantastic. My vote, if you're going to add a fourth toy, that, I mean, even just the Formula One race car mode, I'm just doing a 360 spin of it on this website. And that is gorgeous. That is a really, really... Just want to keep an eye out for. Nice looking toy. What fascinates me though is, like, you say that, but none of you mentioned, like, Goliath, like Goliath, oh, that's is the, this... the truck with the Indy car on the back. Yeah, yeah, like that. But that's like that feels like such a quintessential like you toy man. Like the lines full of them. To be honest, I've got got to be again. Careful. It's a massive toy. Another one with another Matt Tracker. Every time you mention a new toy, I'm like racing around this website going Goliath, Goliath. Which one's Goliath? You know, I mean, <laughs> it's where is the racing it? series? So, you by, know, the, by the time <laughs> I find it, loving conversations moved on. We're talking about um, iconic ones. Six hours already mentioned it, but uh, I spot Raven is yeah. stunning it's such a beautiful toy and looks like kit yes kit from knight rider yeah, yeah. this one's a corvette. not kit <laughs> yeah i was gonna say because like, yeah. i know kit bought a raven and he was really into it it's just one he can fit in <laughs> stop oh, it my. babe love you but kit <laughs> you were saying that you flip over the the hood it's actually a, a button operated flip yeah. so it's on the right hand side you press the button i was uh, messing around with raven just before we came on and I just remembered how fantastic this toy is. It's so simple. You just press the button, flips around, you flip up the wheels and you pick right? up the little guns out of the wheels. And of course, it's got chrome on the hubs, really cool. And the coolest stickers are the ones inside the door. You fold down the door, yeah. it just says mask, loads of colors. Nice. Are there guns then on the wheels? Yes, you know, the yeah, little yeah, ones, the little black pop ones. Out the front. Pop right. And no, the as I say, that, from, that was actually the bit that made me go pretty sure i had that it was just that those little pop-up bits the guns or whatever out the out of the uh, hubcaps that was the bit that i was like yeah definitely remember that super cool stickers as well on on the on the rear wing on the spoiler and an amazing looking mask on the actual driver uh, that calhoun burns yeah that is stone, calhoun stonewall burns, yeah calhoun burns so many great amazing names. yeah but uh yeah that toy is fantastic i love that one as a kid again it's one you can remember how it feels like you know you have to slide your nail in to lift those little guns right. out the front of the tires and stuff like that yeah and i think another one that counts as iconic it's certainly one that sticks out in my memory is manta manta is one i've never owned and as a kid i 
I, th- I think I've told this story before where I was on a school trip somewhere and I was on a coach and I looked out the window and I could see it in a shop window and I obviously couldn't get, I was in Leicester and I couldn't get off and get it. Because yeah, your grand wasn't there. Yeah, well, exactly. But I remember being like, it's that horrifying moment of like seeing something I've wanted for ages, knowing where I was or how to get back and ever get it. But um, interesting fact about Manta is it was designed for the cartoon and not the toy line. So the animator who you're like this, Maz, so he moved from Japan to start working on the cartoon. Right. And he only saw the prototypes of the first 10 toys in 1984. And so he was left to just design whatever he wanted. Before he went to work at Deke, he was a freelance designer. Do you know what toy line he worked on? No. Microman. Oh, nice. Okay. So, yeah, so I saw that. Microman blood in Mask as well. Yeah, but he's, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's done like, he directed like loads of um, Appleseed, you know, lots of anime stuff. Uh, Robotech 3, what was it? Moss Speeder? Did that, okay. animated that, and um, the Blade Runner anime that came out recently. Does uh, Bubblegum Crisis, stuff like that. But um, anyway, but he went over there to work on Pole Position first to do their <gasps> mecha designs. And then he stayed at Deke for a little bit and then was put on to do Mask. And so he saw those. Now, now you're saying Deke, but I remember these cartoons. And I remember at the end of the cartoon, That's that what it logo did. would come up <laughs> and this little Deke. girl would say, Dick. All right. Did, that's not what she said. It was Dick. <laughs> it was Dick. All Definitely right. Deke. <laughs> But you know, do you know, do you know, actually though, like, because I've rewatching it, but some of the early ones, they actually, instead of saying Deke, they say D-I-C. They say the letters. <laughs> they must have known. But, Sorry, um, I, z- I zoned out for a minute there. I was busy looking at mass toys and then Maz, Maz brought me right back into the conversation with a, a bit of a, a short, sharp shock there for a second. <laughs> but uh, Manta, Manta's a Nissan 3000X. Nissan is it? So, is it? yeah. So it's a classic car, but yep. uh, back to what I was saying, like, um, so that he was left to design whatever he wanted outside of that. So he'd seen T-Bar as a, just a robot egg. So he created it that turned to a bike. So that's where the toy came from. But then there was Manta and Shark. Are you aware of Shark? Isn't Shark the white Porsche? Porsche 928 or something? Yeah. So never had a toy with Gloria no. Baker. I've so seen custom ones that the fandom yeah. make in the mask community. So Stiletto comes with Gloria Baker, who was the pilot of that. Because she's in the intro. She's in all the episodes, mm. the early episodes with Shark. And for years, it was a myth. Like no one understood like... Was there plans to make it or something? But so he designed that shark and manta as just things to put in the show. Right. And he didn't discover until 2012. I was reading an interview with him. He didn't discover until 2012 that manta had been made into a toy. No way. Yeah. Well, so, he needs to get in on that Chilean yeah. case find because there's loads of sealed mantas around. So, so yeah. So that's how he had it. They, those two toys were never designed to have toys, if that makes sense. And then it was only later that manta got one. And shark no, no, was This never is why one. we need a reissue mask line because they need to do that shark. Porsche yeah. 928 in white. I know. It looks right incredible. There. Yeah. That's peak mask. Because some of the customs look incredible, but they yeah. can't replicate the actual transformation of it. So, mm. but yeah, that's where that comes from. So that, that guy then that's went so off cool. to do all sorts. But yeah, it's the, it was the Microman thing. I saw that. I was like, oh my God, Maz is going to love this. But, I've got to have a Manta. It's just, it's a beautiful car. It's an iconic yeah. 80s car. It's a fantastic color, really fantastic color. It's uh, Vanessa Warfield, is the yeah. driver, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And her mask is called Whiplash, and it just basically gives her a whip. But uh, again, very of the time. But um, I'll link you to interview that guy because he says in it that when he first saw the concept, he's like, cars that transform? And after coming off Microman, he's like, why don't they turn into robots? And it just tickles me that Transformers, there's that link again. I was going to talk about it in the Diaclone episode, but one of the original Takara toys was the Cosmo Contash, which is basically a Lamborghini Contash, which then turns into this sort of attack mode. And that yeah. is considered to be sort of a bit like the grandfather of the Diaclone car robots. Yeah. So that 
could really easily have been like a mask grandfather ancestor kind of thing as well. Do you know what toy? I mean, I was just gonna say there's a couple of them that I suppose if I'm being honest, for me, you know, you look at the pictures of them in their vehicle modes, and you think, wow, that looks really nice. And then when you look at what the kind of alternate attack mode is, it's a bit kind of there's not enough there, is there? Uh, the one I was going to say is Razorback, for which for me, yeah. <laughs> like, so what we were talking about that's earlier. what we talked about earlier. Yeah. It's really I was yeah, yeah. right, yeah. okay. Kind of, it's angry cat. Yeah, yeah. like what's going it's on? That's exactly, I mean, exactly what it looks like. It's bizarre. It's an it's... angry cat just like hissing at you. Like, <laughs> <it really> is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. It absolutely is. Angry but cat. The car mode is so good. And then Call it Heathcliff. No, NASCAT. <laughs> genuinely excited to see what it turned into, but yeah, then it was so just kind of a bit, <laughs> yeah. so a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Same to be honest with Wildcat, which just kind of I don't know what is it? it just pops up. It's like oh, have you have you looked at a volcano? Yeah. It's this massive van that just opens up with a giant rocket. It's, comes volcano's out. the the Bigfoot, isn't it? It's Bigfoot. Oh, it's see, I thought that one looked that one looked pretty fun actually. I yeah, quite like it that. Does look good, yeah. I think it's... that looks. I like the way it splits in half and and kind of. The, I like the little fact that the sunroof opens at an angle and then the little dudes come out with the guns. That looks great. And I also like the um, the little bits popping out the side of the tires. Uh, that's a great one for me. And what a cool vehicle mode. Bulldog's another cool one, a later one, but he turns into like yes, a half Bulldog. Yeah. Ah, Bulldog. This uh, Optimus Primer like in these colors, yeah. fantastic colors as well. I don't often see like these cool toys in those colors. That fits with the oversized trailer for oh, MP10, man. or it fits with the MP10 trailer. I can't remember; it's one of them. But that was what gave me the idea of taking the oversized MP10 trailer and putting it on Rhino, which then just yeah. looks chef's kiss. Mask doesn't know what it's getting into. We'll be right back. Okay, well, it's that time of the pod where we're going to talk about our sponsors now. So we're going to talk about tfsource.com, first of all, uh, where you can find all Transformers and Third Party and Diaclone Reboot and lots of new toys, let's put it that way. Uh, They've got absolutely tons of stuff in stock and available for pre-order right now. So we're just, as ever, going to have a little look at their site and see what they've got going on. Uh, I noticed they've got the new uh, Guard Legacy Deluxe class, I mean, it's Black Ironhide, isn't it? It's the new um, uh, Generations Black Ironhide, but called yep. DK2, which yeah. is, uh, that's a bit of a one, isn't it? That's a bit of a, a funny... That's the one I was going to mention, yeah. Thanks yeah. to its roots as a North American Diaclone in the Diacron line as DK2. I thought that was uh, some nice nice homage there. Respect. Yeah. As a name, I've got to tell you, I think it's a little bit lackluster. Like it's like they've just kind of run out of names a little bit for these things at that point. But it is a nice homage, I'll tell you that. And I, what was funny for me was just seeing um, Twitter light up with like, it was about 300 people tweeting going, why is it called DK2? What does that mean? Or like it's related to Donkey Kong or something. And then there was like two or three people, including yourself, Maz, going, um, actually, it's related to Diacron, and uh, this is the, where the name comes from, and whatever else. Like, uh, but I, you know, God bless you, putting out the the knowledge into the ether there. I had no idea that it wasn't known, and uh, because there no. were replies where people were saying, "Yes, that's it." I was like, well, "I don't understand." What were people thinking? And now that you mention it, yeah, okay, Donkey. Kong. I think Jose <laughs> Jose did, didn't he? he sort of yeah. said, "Oh, yeah, thanks or whatever." But yeah, I think he he was one person I saw that was tweeting as well about yeah. it. Um, he, he you know, correctly, known, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was lots of people that just didn't, um, they just don't know, or, or they've heard of Diaclone, but maybe not the name Diacron or yeah. whatever. So, um, but yeah, that's certainly one thing that's, that's catching my eye there. And, uh, the only other thing I was going to mention was right next to it is the old, uh, uh, the old second train bot, Raiden Get train bot. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. And a reissue of Fans Hobby Double Evil. Ooh, yeah, that's come up for which, reissue. Which is going to be popular, I reckon. That's an amazing toy. And I think a lot of people, maybe they missed out on it the first time or whatever. I don't know. But it's, I personally, I really like Fans Hobby. I think it's one of their best, maybe yeah. their best. It's. Do not miss Double Evil. It's unmissable. Liam, what's uh, what's caught your eye at the moment? For me, it's that uh, Studio Series 86 Perceptor. Although, Mm. also on here, they've got a SH Figuarts 1989 Batman, which I constantly come back to looking at. You know, the Michael Keaton Batman. They have Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The best Batman. Talking about Perceptor, there's like a billion Perceptors out now because there's that... I was going to say, yeah. And they all look the same as well. Like it's 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 so easy to think that one is the other. There's that Studio Series eighty six one, Magic Square have got one going on, X Transbots, Fans Toys, and and actually what's really funny about them is that they all swing so close to the cartoon model that honestly, at a passing glance, you're like, which one is that again? It's yeah. really funny. Uh, and they have got as well. Uh, have you seen that? Um, uh, talking about X Transbots, they've got that um, bulkhead that they've done. Uh, they've taken Inferno mold. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've taken Inferno and stuck a bulkhead um, head on it, which some people really, therefore, really liking. Other people less keen, fair to say. So, but I think the general reaction has been pretty positive of it. That's available for pre-order now as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so lots of stuff, lots of stuff up there on tfsource.com. Uh, you can check them out for all your Transformers and third-party needs. They've still got that uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles party <laughs> wagon, Liam. Pizza wheels. Pizza wheels. I can see that in the bottom corner there. It's a little bit out of my price range there. So as pretty yeah. as it looks. Yeah, you're saying that. <laughs> we'll weigh you down over time. Yes, I would like to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep mentioning it. And uh, and then, yeah, to coming on to our second sponsor then, we've got gearforgeeks.co.uk. And we started mentioning these guys last week. So if you haven't, uh, last fortnight, I should say, if you haven't heard that episode yet, then basically we have taken on a second sponsor. They're UK-based, you know, toy sellers, but they also do lots of other stuff as well. So they've got home and gifts, uh, clothing and accessories. But the big thing that we really want to pick up about them is that they have a very uh, decent section of the selection, as to say, of pre-owned toys. So they've got a lot of pre-owned Transformers, um, some of which I have to say, Going through that list, there's a few bits on there that are tempting me. Uh, some really, really cool stuff. But I think as well, the fact that it's not all old vintage G1 or whatever, no, there's a lot of, all. yeah, some like real current stuff, even War for Cybertron stuff that actually if yeah. you're on a bit of a budget, um, you know, you might want to look out for. I mean, things like um, War for Cybertron Slam Dance, you know, a, a, probably sort of a better part of five to ten quid or whatever off retail price so you know it's it, it's it's worth a look for sure i like that they have uh some titans returning at the moment because yeah. i i would love for us to do a titans return episode soon and i've been thinking about picking up some of my favorite toys from that line again because it, uh-huh. it, that's one of the ones that i owned and sold and don't have any bad feeling about so i'm looking at sky shadow and <laughs> that alpha trion which was turned into this magical unicorn lion with a toilet mode I'm <laughs> just thinking it would be really cool to own these again. It does look like Ice Cream Kitty on steroids, doesn't it? It's incredible, <laughs> incredible. And uh, and they've also got uh, Transformers Animated Safeguard, which was a really wacky figure I used to own. Wouldn't mind having another go on that again. And also a second-hand G1 Battle Trap, as you do. Uh, is that one you still need, Matt? Uh No, I'm waiting for the Battle Trap. I don't have the gun for it, but I'm waiting to finally pay off that lot and get it in hand. But... Uh, it's a great selection here. The used Titans Return is uh, is appealing. 
And of course, they do also have some used uh, pre-owned mask stuff as well. Yeah. Got its own section. Got yeah. its own little section. Only five listings at the moment, but still, that is more than I was expecting. They got uh, a raven. They got a raven. They got a raven. So it's looking pretty good, actually. The star there is the Thunderhawk with the smart bombs. Yeah. The chrome looks all right on the doors. Like, I remember I had to replace mine with some, but they, they look all right on that one. I think that looks in pretty good nick, actually. Like, uh, you know, yeah. genuinely kind of looking at it, thinking the stickers aren't too bad. And So, yeah, so that's our uh, our two sponsors for, for the evening. So check them out. So you've got tsource.com for all your Transformers and third-party needs. And then you've got gearforgeeks.co.uk who do lots of pre-owned stuff as well as new stuff as well. So do check them out. And thank you very much to both of those for sponsoring the pod. Now back to Mask and Venom. As we already know, Sixo is now going to buy all of the toys from Mask by the end of this episode. But uh, which ones are you both most keen to rebuy if you could? Which one would you love to get? Uh, I've got to tell you, I'm not going to buy all of them, but I, I, am, I am somewhat tempted by one or two of them. Um, I know, right, no, right, no. I'd be I'd be hard pressed to tell you that Rhino doesn't appeal just for the sheer nostalgic value of it. Mm. But this, the the thing with me is I know what I'm like. I wouldn't want to get. There'd be no point in me getting one unless it was suitably good condition. Like I I, I must admit, you know, just in the break that I had a quick uh, gander at eBay. So I was like, what do these even go for? Do you know what I mean? And there's loads of options on there, but none that really look. Um, in the kind of condition that I would want. So it's given me an inkling anyway. And, uh, you know, it's the chrome is the thing yeah. that is, is going to be the, it's the, the nightmare. So, Definitely. yeah, maybe. But it's not It's not um, a need to have. It's just a, a kind of casual, if it happens, it happens, right place, right time, keep an eye out type thing. So much joy there, though. If you do get it, it's just, oh, yeah. it'll be glorious and you will not regret it. I've no doubt that that's true. The other one that does definitely appeal um, is uh, what was it called? Where's it gone? The the Formula One car. Oh, Buzzard. Buzzard. Yeah, that yeah. just looks, that looks too, so. Fun. I've got a, I've got a thing for it, man. Honestly, that it just looks too good. I'm just intrigued about that sort of conversion. I just think it looks great. There's, a, um, there's an exclusive. Uh, I think is it Germany or Scandinavia, something like that. There's an exclusive where he's got a different mask. Uh, okay. On there. Slightly different mask. Yeah, doesn't Rhino from Germany have a different rocket? Like it's a different color and has a different sticker on it. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff like that. Weird little exclusives. It's very specific things that are very expensive for collectors. Certain things. Yeah, I can imagine. I think in a funny way, it's what I said earlier that actually for me the appeal is not so often in the conversion or the attack modes. Although with Buzzard, that definitely is it. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But even with Rhino, like I like the fact that it converts. But it's just the actual vehicle modes themselves yeah. are just so nice. And I think on that basis, stuff like Outlaw, mm-hmm. we talked about earlier, that looks so cool. Bulldog. Volcano. Vo- which one? Bulldog, the flat nose truck. Looks right, really yeah, like that looks really cool. Uh, Volcano as well. Yeah. It's the trucks, actually, that are mm-hmm. really kind of appealing to me yes. as a kind of you know general thing. I think, are we ever going to grow out of really liking big truck toys? I don't no. think so. <laughs> I think that's just Never. it, really. Hasbro are praying we don't. <laughs> 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 Many of their mortgages depend on it not being that. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, what, what was Sixo talking about looking up this week? It was the Lewin Resources massive <laughs> MB10 thing. And of course, big truck. Yeah. yeah, it's just big truck. Imagine if they did that in different shoe colours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We were sort of um, starved for them a little bit in Transformers, weren't we? Because we had the obvious ones like Optimus, Motormaster, but there weren't that many actually like it was tons yeah. of cars 
but not loads of trucks. And uh, I don't know, just seeing this line here where it's like, oh, another massive truck. It's it's mm. like, great, bring it on, brilliant. For me, it's, uh, it's Stiletto. It is a white Lamborghini Contash with Key West Miami-style stickers on the side. Purple translucent um, windscreen. It's perfect. It is everything. It is Miami Vice in a toy line. Yeah. And uh, it yellows more than any other toy I've ever seen. I have never seen an unyellowed one. Every single one is discolored. Yeah. And the worst part is the two halves of it discolor differently. So the middle of the car is discolored oh. badly and the outside isn't. It's just the worst for it. And it's so expensive. It is one yeah. of the top end toys in the whole line because of that uh, condition issue. It's that, and it's also a later era toy as well, because mm. I think that that is split seconds as well, isn't it? Yes, that's, it is. Yeah, that's Gloria Baker again. So yeah, and she's got the. And it comes with two, doesn't it? It comes with a, a regular coloured Gloria Baker and a totally clear one. Yeah, yeah, that's the split seconds. They all had these like they could split into hologram pilots as well. Nice. So all of those toys come with a clear version, which also yellow really badly. But yeah, yeah, yeah I noticed. Also, that on top of the yellow, in one of the really bad things, that's probably one of the things that makes mass toys quite expensive for condition is. The little figures get quite sticky over time. Okay. They start, the uh, the plastic starts to liquefy almost. You know, like softer, older toys. Like it happens yeah. a lot on Masters of the Universe and uh, old Ninja Turtle stuff. It's a softer plastic, and so yeah, they can get quite sticky. And then once that happens, it's nothing you can do. I've got to ha- I've got to have that Lambo. I must have yeah. a good condition stiletto. And it's got getting to the point where if I find one which is perfectly white with great stickers. Mm-hmm. I'd be looking to pay top end transformers prices mm-hmm. for it because I just I would love to have that as the last thing I'd be happily add to my mask collection and say done. It's a Lambo. It is that one of all the toys it's the most awkward in every category because it is yes. a later era toy. Yep. It yellows like yep. no other and it's got the clear plastic driver that also can yellow quite easily and obviously the normal figure that it ticks every category of difficult in mass and i I bet there's no point buying a sealed one because you could just take it out of the box and it's discolored and it's sticky schrodinger's stiletto that's what it is must have though it's an absolute must have i always search for it on ebay Um, every time just remember once in a while starcom shadow parasite mask stiletto they always get they're on rotation for me I love the uh, the musical notes along the side. That's, it's so cool talk, isn't so eighties. It? Yeah, it's great. Would would you do repro stickers on mass toys, Maz? Or would, uh, would you? Do you know something? I I wouldn't for the series one and two, the ones that are iconic toys. I love the fact. I mean, I have a Rhino with stickers that are incorrect, but mm. it's it's vintage, and I don't want to touch it. Uh, but I definitely because I want to photograph them, and I want people to you know be taken aback by how good these toys look i want the condition to be pristine uh, with stiletto is another one i i think i've gotten caught up in this thing of it being an achievement if i find one with perfect vintage stickers and it's grail level yeah, toys a, yeah. a little bit yeah and i think if i could do that i mean i'm never going to get rid of the yellowing unless i do the you know the peroxide trick and then it will need repro stickers and then it will come so, back anyway the yellowing so right so that's a tough one, actually. For some of them, I would, for example, maybe something like a buzzard. You know, if I bought that, I'd be like, well, I don't have any attachment to it. It's just a great looking toy and I'd love for it to be perfect. Sure, I'd use repros on that. But not like Switchblade, I was determined to find with good stickers and I was lucky in the end. The repro stickers are all pretty good as well. Oh, they look great, um, yeah. Yeah, some of them as well, because some of the stock on some mass toys, it has that matte quality, so they're hmm. really crap anyway. So they, they rip very easy. 
Uh, are there any other toys you'd quite fancy other than stiletto or is it just stiletto that's the piranha i would love piranha. a good piranha and I, I was actually quite into the idea of getting firecracker but um turned you yeah, off on it put me off a little yeah <laughs> it gets melted in the cartoon <laughs> so that's what it deserves manta manta is another one i want to get definitely yeah that that would be mine because it's the one i've not had i've had nearly all of them and manta is the one because it's the one i really wanted as a kid because it's a flying car that's purple but again, that one suffers badly from yellowing, so that's always yeah, it's just discolors discoloration, to a purple, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's and sometimes you can't tell because it's it can be quite even, so you can't tell it's discolored. You might think it's just a, a darker photo, and it's yeah, it's difficult. But I've always wanted to own that, and um, I'd love to get Goliath again because I got that Christmas nineteen eighty nine. Because I remember playing with it whilst watching the BFG when it was on <laughs> the on the Christmas. So that's the truck with the with the Indy car on the back, right? Yeah, the car carrier, and it's. It's so weird how much toy you get for that, how big a toy it is and how cool it is that you really ever see, you don't see pictures of it online. You know, like on social media, people aren't like, look at this great toy. You see other mass toys here mm-hmm. and there, but never that one. And it's so weird to me because it's like the race car is so cool. Like it turns into a little plane, but it's just, again, it's a really neat toy. And it's another Mac tracker, but he's got a little uh, handkerchief over his face. That's His mask is half a handkerchief. And that must have come in an enormous box, right? Because they're already quite massive boxes. Oh, yeah, boxes, that, that was huge. Because that's a huge... It's basically like an ultra magnus that can carry other cars, so it's enormous. It's hang, hang on a minute. What? <laughs> Sorry, just to bring it up, but I'm just looking at that Goliath toy on this site, and, of course, it lists it lists all the drivers and everything. That, that's what, what we're, we're talking about, that one. Don't worry, what it's coming up. on earth is going on with that, man? What is Nevada Chief Rushmore about? Okay, this was what I was going to talk oh about. God. We were going to come on to <laughs> the names of some yeah. of these. Um, oh, my God. Uh, but have you read what it says about him? T- his totem mask, he hurls totem poles at approaching vehicles. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm literally sat here mouth agape looking at that. Like I, I just caught sight of it and was like, no, surely not. And then I read the description and I was just like what on earth that that's is... that's what i was talking about earlier about the slightly dodgy names and oh and God. there's a there's another one you need to look at bullet bullet okay. is yes. one i used to have as a kid the name of the driver it's the bike it's the bike right hang on hang on Let <laughs> me hover find bike, it. which is cool and he is called ali bombay oh my god yeah. what series is it this is uh, in the same racing series okay okay and it's the blue bike Ali oh, Bombay yeah, yeah, yeah. with Vortex mask. Let me have a look. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, there's that. Woof. That is It's it's Nevada Rushmore oh though. Even his mask, it's like an eagle head as well, like a, a headdress. Throws it's, totem it's insane, poles. That's what the... Try harder. That is <laughs> You know, my my, my favourite thing about this is like like seeing you guys learn this for the first yeah. time so it's like you know those youtube reacts videos and like i'm living in one of them now it's amazing because i was waiting I'd, I'd written that down like maz is gonna flip when he hears about the totem pole thing and then when you yes, said it earlier you mentioned uh, like you can only be talking about that one I knew. Uh, i'm not even kidding man when i saw that toy i just like a little cold chill just ran across my my head almost it was just like oh my god what is that just and it's the same with ali bombay as you say that is just i had that as a kid i have bullet at home and i've just now learned the name of the drive oh my god oh really it's it's amazing because they, they go to all those lengths of like nevada rushmore but um yeah. ali bombay yeah. i think his nickname is lightning it's just like 
you know, there's there's all these like racial stereotypes, and it suddenly just gets this nickname. And you like, it suddenly feels weird that he didn't get a racially stereotyped name. Well, I think it's bad enough that with my ethnicity, the only bloody mask toy I had as a kid was Ali Bombay. I was bad enough, isn't it? There you go. <laughs> I didn't choose it, by the way. It was a gift. <laughs> hey, I need to go and find out who gave me that as a gift. Yeah. Who got Who's it? Got I was say, who gave it? <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> But this is the, is the funny thing about that stuff. It's not funny, but it, that's what those toy lines and cartoons were like, weren't they? Like yeah. even like Transformers Precisely. with Car Bombia and all of those. The Car Bombia thing is like a real low on it's Generation bad. One, yes. man. It's it's yeah. terrible, absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Isn't that why Casey Kasem left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he objected to it so much. He was like, "I'm out." Yeah. And um and you know, good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I but that aside, I don't know of much that's super dodge in Transformers. There's not. Uh, that's like an obvious example and that's like mm. not to to brush that to one side at all because it's not it shouldn't be but there's not tons that i can recall anyway um i you know i think there's there's more questionable portrayals of women if anything in in some of it yeah. do you know what i mean i would say mm. um but uh typically speaking the the racial thing i don't think comes up tons in transformers unless i've missed something but uh yeah woof yeah. that right. <laughs> those two mass toys that's that's taken me aback a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Because this is the thing with the cartoon. It's like um, every episode they were basically going to different countries, weren't they? And so whenever they're in, I don't know, like South America or Africa places, everyone is depicted very oh, much yeah, like yeah, yeah. awful depictions like that, aren't they? It's not because it's even like when they come to England, like the guy is living in a castle and he's very posh. You know what I mean? It's everywhere is stereotyped on perceptions of time. Uh, Bad, yeah. It was kind of the the era for it, wasn't it? But it didn't. That didn't change until, well, assuming it has changed, maybe it hasn't. But that didn't really start to change until quite recently. I was even watching some old Simpsons cartoons recently, and I was yeah. genuinely had several moments of just like mouth on the floor of just like, oh my god, that actually is mm-hmm. in, you know, like a prime time Simpsons mm-hmm. cartoon in in made in the nineties or whatever, and mm-hmm. and it's just incredible. Uh, some of the stuff that they kind of get away with, you know? Liam, in the cartoon, is there a scene where old Rushmore is throwing totem poles at bad guys? There's only 10 episodes, I think, of the racing series. So he would have been in it, I assume so. But I haven't seen those ones since the late 80s. That's your homework for the week. The thing I remember about that last series, it's really weird. They're just racing. It's really surreal. It yeah. says he's in the cartoon on this site. I remember him in the cartoon because Goliath is the main toy of that line. So it's the main thing. But um, yeah, like all of those cartoons, it was so bad. It's it's funny, like you were just saying there, Maz, about how that was the one you got and you never picked up on it. Like as a kid, me also being, you know, dark skin, all of that, mm-hmm. I never really picked up on this as a kid. It just wasn't something because I suppose everything you watched was like that, so you never really. Yeah, and it didn't feel like representation to me either. No, no. It was just that was Bullet's mask, dude. But it's funny. Like I was thinking about it recently. Like my favorite Ghostbuster was always Winston, and it wasn't until recently that I realized over all my favorite characters were always the characters who were people of color because because like me. But and it was always a subconscious thing. I never really clocked onto it until I noticed that all my favorite characters and everything were. And it's, yeah, like Hondo McLean was always my favorite from Mask, even though he had the worst. Cast. That's Firecracker, right? And then Hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then he got a good car. But yeah, there's a lot of questions. Like the cartoon's really bad for that. It's not aged well at all. Now I did try to rewatch the cartoon, and obviously you listen to the theme tune, and it's just top end theme tune. It's yeah, just yeah. probably Incredible. the best ever. Uh, yeah. And then I really enjoyed the first episode. You know, I was like, oh, it's a mask. You know, it's great. What was everyone yeah. saying by episode three? I was like, I'm done. 
some of those cartoons haven't aged well, but I, I watch it sporadically, and some of them are all right, and they're, they're quite good. And it's just a, there's a funny thing, you know, like we always age ourselves as we go, it's been this amount mm. of time since this. In Mask, Matt Tracker is, seems like a grown-up older bloke. 28. Mm. That's how old he is meant to be. Ven, uh, Miles Mayhem, who is an old bloke, is meant to be 44. And we are closer to Miles wow. Mayhem. I saw that, and... I- I was going to, you know, I nearly mentioned it earlier because I saw the toy and it's got all the ages written on this website and it said 44 and I was like, oh my God, he looks like General Ross in the Marvel films. Do you know what I mean? That's what he looks like with the white moustache and everything and he's supposed to be 44. But I I think, to be fair, there's going to be, you know, 20-year-olds probably like listening to this or whatever and that's probably what they imagine a 44 year old to look like anyway let's be fair but <laughs> right uh, we're all miles mayhem <laughs> exactly oh boy back to mask so quick question for everyone if money was no object which mask toy would you have probably rhino in it it's probably rhino just a nice mint and seal box rhino then you'd open it uh, and enjoy I don't know about it. A sealed one, but, well, maybe, I don't know. But if money was, you know, if, if someone said, I'll buy you a mass toy, what do you want? Have you seen Rhino's box? Yes. Oh, it's glorious. Absolutely glorious. I have Switchblade's box. That's the only box I have in the series, and it's amazing. Which box do you have? Switch. Oh, um, it's the art box. The, yeah, did you know the European-American ones are different? No, I <laughs> didn't. Here we go. All right, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, so when, you know, when they were imported to uh, Europe, they... There was a big anti-violence thing. So they took out a lot of the explosions and the shooting. So if you look at them, you can see some of them are the same where they've just taken out that, you know, explosions, mm-hmm. gunfire and stuff. But if you look at um, Thunderhawk's box, it's, uh, it looks the same until you look closely and you realise the artist, I think his name is Lance Anderson, is obviously redrawn it to look very similar, but it's different. Okay. It's a completely different new image. But yeah, they've got different... Man, the, that is cruel. Getting Maz started on on cardboard no, variants. Honestly, don't worry, don't worry about you, that. What are you doing? I mean, he's going to be down that rabbit hole. Every now know. and then, I get the itch to buy another mask toy. Every now and then, it comes mm. around, but it goes away just as quickly when I realise what it costs. What about the um, the big the main thing for collectors? I think is the thing that costs money is the the variants. It's like the very first release has had, you know. <laughs> This is this is this is my alley. All of this stuff when I was like jotting down notes was like for Maz, for Maz, for Maz. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you know this, but the original toys had short masks. Yeah, and the long the masks. First, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the first releases of the original toys, and then they when they put them back out for a second run or whatever, they lengthened the mask so they wouldn't fall off. Yeah, that's mask. actually. I think um, I may have some of the short mask ones because not all of them stay on particularly well. It's it's really fun when you see them because they because these toys anyway are really cartoon accurate because they're obviously the cartoons based on it but um the mask when you look at the short ones they look bang onto the cartoon like honda mcleans it just goes around his head like that but what you find now is a lot of people cut them so they cut his mask to look like the short mask because you can because it's been extended but then this then pops up when you are looking at an ebay picture you have to look really closely to make sure you're not actually buying one you've already got just cut up Mm -hmm. i think the whole variant thing for me is, is usually connected to how much i care about the toy and what it means to have it in a different color yeah. But I don't with something like this. I think like with Stiletto, I wouldn't care what the box was or what version of the driver I had. I would just like it without wear. I think something like that yeah. would would be it because I don't have any mask packaging apart from Switchblade. I think mine came from the US. The box, so chances are it's the Violent box. Done in packaging, yes, though, isn't it? It like is done packaging. The murals, it's yeah. like what we're talking about with Transformers, like the stuff that age when the box has attracted you to them. But yeah. they you don't see the toy. It's quite 
unique in that way when you think back like how we saw transformers the window boxes mm -hmm. but the artwork around it but the mass boxes are just artwork because they call them some of them are called window boxes but it's because they've got images of the toy on the side mm -hmm. to look like windows but, you know, but yeah it kind of reminded me of um he-man packaging in its way yeah that's that very that painted art style isn't it yeah it's really it's beautiful absolutely beautiful pictures yeah. seeing collections of masked toys as a wall of mural paintings is, is quite fantastic it's really lovely to look at uh, like there's a mask facebook page i love looking at people's collections on there it's amazing what would you buy liam if um, money was no object what would you go and buy uh it'd be manta because i've owned most of them so it, it would definitely be manta straight away that'd be the that's the one i've not experienced but would love to experience even more like than that. like having a perfect version of something you have had yeah yeah because like there's there's still a few i don't have now which like Gol goliath is one i would love to own again but mainly that because that's it comes manta comes with that new mask to me mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah. like i've never owned it like i was saying earlier like so much of mass more than so the transformers is i remember how it feels and sounds and things move it's different like now like you were talking about it being tactile yeah. but that's so intertwined in my memory with those toys and so goliath all these things like that i don't have that with manta and i would just love that moment that first moment of transforming it just to be able to go back oh, that'd be that. cool Cool to witness yeah. on an on pod yeah. moment. That would be great. Now, for me, it would be Stiletto. I just want to find a perfect one, whatever it costs. Get that white. Now back to mask and venom. This has been one of my favorite episodes. I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have. Like covering mask. It's been. I've, I've, I was saying this to you a minute ago, but it's been one of my favorite things is to see you guys react to these toys, like some of them for the first time, in a way that I have with the way you guys have been talking. So, it's been one of my favorite episodes. No, it, it was a revelation for me when I got actual mask toys in hand. And to start off with Rhino, Thunderhawk, and Condor was wicked. And I've only added Raven and Switchblade since, so whatever comes next has to be top tier. I would like to say that I've enjoyed the episode, but actually I am now bitterly regretful of the rabbit hole that this is inevitably <laughs> going, to, going to lead down because I've you know, already had a little sly look at a couple of bits on eBay. So, you know, what can I say? But I, you know, I'm not saying that it's like immediately going to go and rush out and do anything stupid or anything like that. But um, yeah, there's some tempting bits. This in there. is the joy of this hobby. We do this yeah. podcast because we love toys. We find more toys we love. We become happier people, and we make other people happy. How many times do we get a tweet during the week which says blaming this one on Triple Takeover? And these are people yeah. improving their lives. Yeah, in some <laughs> senses, yes. <Yeah. laughs> This is how we justify it to ourselves. This is yeah. we're improving our own life. But uh, I'm just looking forward to the listeners hearing this in a few days, and they go, "Oh, that's why Six has been doing so many pictures of mass toys." Yeah, yeah right. We'll see. We'll <laughs> it comes see. the price hike. Yeah, but no, all joking aside, I've loved it. It's been great fun to rediscover it. What a toy line! Yeah. You know, small but perfectly formed. Some great stuff in there. Some questionable stuff as well, but uh, you know that's uh, like every good toy line. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, what can you say? So, well, uh, you know, to kind of wrap us up today, we should mention again uh, about our two sponsors. Thank you very much to tfsource.com and gearforgeeks.co.uk. Uh, very, very grateful to them for sponsoring the pod, as they do, because we, well, I'm not saying we we wouldn't be here without them, but would we be? I don't know. It's their their continued support is really, really invaluable to us. Fair to say. So thank you to them. Check them out. Uh, we've also got our Patreon, so you can find us at patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. So do go and check us out on there where we have four glorious tiers. That's what we were going to say earlier. And uh, there's loads of great stuff on there. I mean, you can get early access to episodes such as this. At the, well, there's the firstly, there's the, the one pound tier where you can literally just pay a pound a month 
to support us. Keep the lights on if you like the show. Chuck a quid a month at us uh, or whatever it is in your currency. It auto does it. And that that literally just keeps the lights on and keeps us you know, going. And that's great. Thank you very much for that. You can get the, the next level up, Man in Pig, where you get early access to episodes plus some other stuff. Uh, you get uh, then the next level, uh, Apologetic Ramp. No, that's the first one, isn't it? What's Rats the and cats, one? baby. Rats and cats. Thank you very much. You get the third one where you get uh, access to outtakes and things like this. We actually just posted an outtake today from our latest mini-sode. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a it's, really it's good It's a one. funny one, man. I was listening back to it and chuckling away, uh, talking about what Liam sounds like. I won't I won't spoil it, but uh, <laughs> it's funny. And um, and then the fourth one uh, is Sixos Butlers, which is the, the kind of top tier. And there you get access to, along with loads of other stuff, and voting power and things, you get access to uh, fortnightly minisodes, and uh, really, that's the that's the full shebang. That's actually where most of our patron patrons patrons uh, sit. Most we have mostly six O's butlers mm-hmm. at the top tier, so that says something about how attractive uh, that is to people. And you know, we hang on to those people as well. So do check it out. Really, really good. And we also offer a perk where people can ask questions, six O's butlers, to be answered on the pod. And we have a new question tonight, don't we, Matt? Yes, we do. So our question is from one of our Six O's Butlers, Billy Ho. And his question is, do you guys have a character that you have more figures of than any other in your collection? And uh, do you have a favorite version of that particular figure or character? Uh, Mine's going to be really boring and it's going to be Optimus Prime. And it's unintentional. It's not like I deliberately set out to collect him because he's my favorite. It's just every toy line he gets like, a better toy it's inevitable, than isn't it? any other, yeah. So it's always like one you want to experience because it's like wow. Even like in the most recent studio series toy they did from the Bumblebee movie, like it's an amazing toy. It's just yeah, it's blessed with great toys. So it's quite that's own. My favorite would be obviously Power Master Optimus Prime because it's probably my favorite Generation One toy. For me, I think I've uh, somehow ended up with loads of hot rods in and Rodimus in lots of different collections. Somehow, yeah. Well, yeah. Studio series <laughs> alternators, Biotech G One. Uh, also had the Titans Return masterpiece. That, that that one is sought out. That is yeah. by design. You love a good fiery chest, you. Yeah, well there you are. <laughs> um, and my favorite is G One Hot Rod. Without question, I think it just might be my favorite G uh, favorite Transformers toy ever. But yes, a lot of mirages, a lot of hot rods. But I'm going to go with G One Hot Rod. Uh, mine would probably be. I mean, again, Optimus Prime, or I guess. Funnily enough, I was thinking this today. Maybe Megatron, because similarly to Optimus, Megatron typically always gets a really great toy Mm -hmm. uh, in any given line and i think when you start to add in uh unicron trilogy and stuff like that and beast wars what's i think maybe even more than optimus what you see with megatron for me is that he really kind of evolves in terms of design you know optimus is typically a truck or a fire truck you know is, is a big red thing obviously megatron is every color under the sun. He's sometimes he's gray, sometimes he's green, sometimes he's purple. You know, it, it really kind of is all over the place. Um, you know, he's a dinosaur, he's a tank, he's a he's a helicopter at times, he's a jet, he's a gun. You know, it's it's really kind of all over the shop. He's a hand. Yeah, exactly. He's a Batmobile. You know, he's a double headed dragon. It's it's like what is it? Do you know what I mean? And and, and I love that about Megatron. Um, and I think that actually for me, although I have many great Optimus toys. There's just something I, I think I've kind of come to realize over time that I really love a good Megatron toy. There's just something amazing about it for me. Uh, it'd be hard to pick a favorite out of all of those. Maybe something from Beast Wars, maybe Transmetal 2 Megatron is just a, a real highlight for me. Just absolutely love that figure. All right. So thank you, Billy Ho, for your question. And uh, we're also going to do our shout out to all of our Sixos Butlers. That is a perk. 
quite a lot of them now. Uh, this week, I'm going to change it up and I'm going to start from the bottom of the list and go up. So we're going to start with a few new butlers. Uh, off we go. So a massive thank you to Peter Hammerson, Vegemite Mike, Mike S, Puma the Hunter, Laserbeak, Amar, Stuart Webb, Sam Highland, Alicia, aka Alicia Tron, Jack Pelletier, Jonathan False Logic Howard, Riley Lentz, Phil G, Captain Ore, Alec Mir, Anthony Cars, Troy Seth, Cliff Saras, John Pearl, Yusufa, Geo Kaiser, Absurd, Dave Dalrymple, Justin Masaru, Bad Saturday, Stephen Perkins, Matt, Zachary Blader, Adam Shoemaker, Spider Father, Billy Ho, Chris, Brian Fox, Preston, Cannon, Andy, Chris C137, Danny Roberts, Dean Watts, and Nick. Thank you, guys. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> Indeed. What a list. What a list. Incredible. A Thank you list. so much, everyone. That's just absolutely yeah, amazing. We really appreciate it. I had to scroll twice during that list. You got finger cramp. I I don't know. Like not. I don't really have moments of of sort of you know feeling um, doubtful about this podcast or whatever. But if ever I did, I would just need to look at that list of names of people that are yeah. supporting us in that way. And it's just it's really heartwarming. Absolutely. And also, don't forget to check us out on Redbubble whilst you're there as well for loads of triple takeover merch, t-shirts, and all that kind of clubber. Uh, and you can find us and follow us on social media as well. So we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are where is it again? I can never remember this. It's triple, triple underscore, underscore takeover, takeover on Twitter, isn't it? And then and the Instagram. other two. And Instagram, yeah. and then Facebook, just triple take. Oh, we got to right. sort that out, man, honestly. But uh, absolutely, I can't remember it. But uh, and then they can, you can find us all individually on socials as well. So Liam, where can they find you? I am at Toybox Soapbox on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I am at TF Square One on those same platforms, and I'm at Six OTF on all those and YouTube as well. That's going to do it for this episode. As we close up Boulder Hill for the night and ride off Hot on Venom's trail, we hope you've had a billboard blast. Springs, pulleys, rubber bands, poxy rocket, all sorts just hissing at you. Like, <laughs> Classy.